Wherever your favorite team tailgates this season, there's a Cox's or Evergreen Liquors nearby. Your mileage may vary. Stop by for all your game day beverages and party supplies, wine, beer, spirits, and more. Cox's and Evergreen Liquors, everyone's go-to liquor store. Time now for the Sunday Morning Hangover with Nick Curran and Phil Baker on your number one spot for sports in Louisville, ESPN 680 and 1057. <laughs> People. Oh yeah! You know, oh yeah! That's what I do before I pray. Uh, you know, when I go to when I go to church, you see me at Southeast. I'm yeah. walking through. I'm shoulder checking people. Hey, yeah. What's up? Good morning. We're gonna see a Dave certain Dave Stone sermon Dave Stone. today. Boo, boo, boo! Shoulder, shoulder, shoulder. You know that's what we're gonna do. No, you guys are trash. You've always been trash. You're always gonna be trash. I don't even know how to tell you that. So we got Bob on line one. <laughs> Hey, good morning. I made it on time today. You look refreshed. Very refreshed. Back from vacation. Got a nice glow to you. Thank you. It was a great week in Destin a couple of weeks ago. Great weather. 80, sunny every day. How many Kentucky fans did you see? A uh, few. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, it's, there, was, there was a few. Just, uh, just a couple. There's always some There's always some people from the area uh, down there. It is the Sunday morning hangover here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Uh, show getting started right now. If you were thinking, man, I thought this was the start of the second hour. You may have forgotten to set your clock back. It's actually only ten o'clock. Yeah, I'm all discon. Yeah, I'm all discombobulated. Uh, Zachy C was talking to me about fantasy, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot uh, the nine thirty games over in Germany." Germany, Frankfurt. And, and, and sorry, I didn't mean to do the uh, the clap. I wanted you all to hear Blank and all his no, glory. No, well, listen, he's Phil Baker. I'm Nick. Yes, Kern, we Zach should open Cantrell. it with that. Zach uh, was talking to us a little bit during the intro, so I didn't quite get the entire context. Was Blank calling out people that get to church early? No. Okay, so that's why I wanted you here, so he wasn't taken out of context. And I know Zach uh, was. Had, look, Zach has opinions. That's what I love about Zach. No, for sure. He's uh, got opinions on the Ohio State Rutgers game that he will get into. Trust oh, baby. me. Yes. But uh, no, yesterday, YouTube live, ESPN Louisville Plus. Shout out to Justin Sephora and company building it up. He took the pre show live on YouTube. Uh, and Blanken Baker was reacting to the Kentucky players that were apparently praying oh. in the end zone uh, with the. The, the Tennessee, Tennessee players yeah, were trying to come out yeah. of the tunnel. Okay. So that was uh, a great take by him. And as you can imagine, went as such. So Blank uh, was not. Blank was on one yesterday. I got some video from that and some screen grabs. But it's good to see you back. The, the crew's back together. I mean, Zachy C's been holding it down for a couple weeks. Zachy C's doing the post game show yeah. last night. Uh, or I'm sorry, not last night. That was. Um, you. What were you doing yesterday? You Were you off? I was doing Loose City. Loose what City. What were okay. you I doing yesterday? I knew you were here, but I, I was like, Spence, it was, was on the board. I, I did a lot of things yesterday. Some I can say, some probably not. But. Okay. All right. <laughs> You know, but uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know. That I, you I, consumed I a lot of football. Yeah. yeah, watched uh, twelve hours of not commercial-free football because you know college football is insistent on having a billion ads. But Ugh. it's not the red. We need a college football red zone channel. I know McAfee tried it yesterday. How did it go? I was able to watch a little bit of it, but it felt like they they were committed to like one game longer the, than others. The, it wasn't as a bounce around chaotic as the red zone. And the problem is with the NFL, all the broadcast partners are all working in concert. Where you know with college football, they're not allowed to be like, oh, here's the LSU Alabama game because it was on CBS. Or right. The Purdue Michigan game on NBC. Oh, by the way, I we might talk about this later with the uh, what else is going on. Did you see the fly by hand? Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, I mean that's. I mean, look, I, I'm I waiting think, for a Jim Schwartz moment. I'm honestly surprised there was even a handshake. Right. Well, I mean, and then you you topple on after Jeff Brom's comments and during the coaches' show with uh, Paul Rogers, and for him to take a, a slight. I, mean, I, I agree with Double D and Blank on this. Um, Brom has the ability, like he says a lot of things, but and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but he just doesn't go out on a limb much to say anything controversial. Is that fair to say? I don't yeah, think that's no, not I think like that's a, very. I think he goes out of his way to not say anything controversial. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So it, but for some him other to, coaches should take lessons. From yeah, Jeff well, Harvey Dabo was taking a victory lap yesterday. Not him. Uh, yeah, but no. Look, it, it was funny to see him kind of bring that up too. It's like, oh, still the signs and stuff like that uh, on the coaches' show. So that that was some good stuff there. But a beautiful day yesterday. Gorgeous. Mark, Mark with the C Weinberg uh, still giving us a favorable forecast. I'm in a different chair today, so I can't see how many people. Over at the Laundry and Tan Connection, uh, but it there's looks a like, few. Yeah, I mean, probably it's, it's, some cars it's, from last night too. Yeah, but actually, probably not. They all get towed if you park there too long. But yeah, that's been some. But no, it was a great day of football. Louisville taking care of business in the conversation. Uh, take care of Virginia Tech. I thought that game was going to be much closer than it was. Sure, uh, but especially shorthanded, which we'll get into. By the way. I didn't like the uh, Louisville combination for uniforms yesterday. You didn't? I loved them. Okay. Yeah, I, I loved them. Yeah, I the, thought that was... That may be the best I've ever seen. That's something that's sneaky. Look, as a uniform snob there, um, I really enjoyed this. I was curious what they were going to do with the, you know, the white face mask and the white helmets. Great, you know, and I understand they were honoring veterans, and it was great the vid out there for Veterans Day. Give me that every time over like the Cabo uniforms or the the USA helmet decals. That that was a good look I'm right a there. I'm sucker for the USA. I, well, helmet decals, there's a shocker. You know, we maybe no. had Travis Tritt lyrics on the uh, the faceplate <laughs> or something like that. But no, look, I know you like it. Switch. I, I saw the Rutgers thing, and I was like, you know, this was. Uh, I just I, that's a good look. You can honor veterans in other ways. They did a great job yesterday, but I, I love that uniform combination yesterday. Great, great uniform combo. So we'll certainly get into that. Cats win, Hoosiers win, Hilltoppers win. Big day. Yeah, look, college basketball started now. Uh, Kenny Payne apparently is talking right now. There's a yeah. Microsoft Office uh, link that I have. I don't think we're going to take that right now. I'm yeah, going to be Rick hoping. Bozich and Eric Crawford are tweeting things from that, which uh, Eric's got a really good quote from Kenny Payne, which I think is something we will uh, we need to read uh, directly addressing uh, some comments after the game against Kentucky Wesleyan earlier in the week that really took off. So we'll we'll read you that, uh, which which I think is important. But yeah, college basketball starts tomorrow night. Yeah, it's hard to believe it is here. So I, I know there's a lot of thought. But look, it's football. It's a beautiful day. If you're a Kentucky fan, you're bowl eligible. Uh, Kyle Tucker put out a good tweet talking about, for some context, for those that are talking about the next gradual step for the program uh, and just a little clarity with that. But no, I, look, I, I think with Louisville football, that's the story uh, where you begin. Sure. And, and it's just, look, Virginia Tech, and I, I'm guilty of this, and we talk about this all the time, of just kind of tugging on the heartstrings a little bit of some of the, the childhood teams that were good. I understand Virginia Tech isn't the Virginia Tech of old right there. But I will say, going into this game, talking about a top 15, 20-ish defense, um, it felt like they top, were getting... Top five in the country in sacks coming out of the game, which is a big deal. They, 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 it felt like they were getting some things together, heading trending upward, and Louisville just goes out there and just takes care of business. And, and I think my biggest takeaway 
and I don't want to speak for you, but like going into this, you weren't really concerned offensively. Granted, all the injuries that were this Louisville team was facing heading into uh, yesterday's game, but I, I think my biggest takeaway is just from the bulk of the season thus far is that with Jeff Brom, you really didn't, you weren't concerned about offense going into the season. I'm blown away by the defense. Like, I am utterly blown away from just, like, what Ron English has been able to do. And I will be the first to take the L there because that was a concern for me heading into this season. And I think that was just the PTSD from uh, Cragthorpe. Sure. <laughs> and I, but, I mean, Ron English and the defense have just been out there as us. one Steve Rummage said, working fools. Yeah, he, that, that's exactly right. And, and I think that that has been the takeaway on the season for me, too. And in particular, the last two weeks, um, a couple of impressive wins – uh, against Duke and then against Virginia Tech yesterday. Um, it's not like, you know, th- they were completely and utterly dominant the last two weeks. And it's not like it's been anything fancy. It's not, uh, they haven't had like gimmick plays that, that have caught teams off guard, that have got a, a big lead. It's just been straight up, line up, uh, win the battle of the trenches. They're just dominant up front, running the ball. And then on the defensive side, dominant up front, getting pressure on the quarterback and uh, not allowing the other team to do anything. They've allowed three points over the last two weeks combined and uh, just completely dominant efforts in ways that I think when the season was starting and Jeff Brom was entering his first year as head coach, um, when you thought of a dominant effort for uh, one of his teams, you'd think that means they score 50 or 60. Uh, but, But no. It's been completely dominant the last two weeks, and they've basically scored just over 60 combined. Uh, It's been incredibly impressive. Set the tone from the very first play yesterday, and now uh, we'll get into it. But, I mean, it's, you know, there's a scenario where Louisville could be headed to the ACC title game next weekend. Uh, if they can beat Virginia on Thursday night. Yeah, I'll give those scenarios here in a bit, but I know Zach, uh, he got closer to the mic, and he, <laughs> he pulled up his Jay Cardosi sleeves right there like he's there. ready to give a take. So I'm not getting in the What's way of him. What's going on in the C, lower 48? Zach E.C., take it away, my friend. I was just going to say, how about the play calling the last two weeks? 86 run plays, 29 passes in the last two games against two teams that, you know, going into the game, Duke and Virginia Tech, they were teams that had a chance to go to the ACC championship game. They're not going up against bad teams. They've separated themselves throughout this, and they're doing it in the old school way. It's not, you know, at Purdue and Aiden O'Connell threw the ball 50 times a game and they ran the ball 10 times. Like, he's adjusted to what's there. We would have thought yesterday if we had a running back go for 146 yards and three touchdowns, it was going to be Jaws Jordan, right? That's Even right. health and all, but it was Isaac Arenda. Like, that shows the balance that this team has. The offensive line is pushing people off the line of scrimmage. It's been fantastic to watch. And Jack Plummer yesterday, 11 of 12, managing the game. We always talk about don't screw it up. Just allow your defense, allow your running game to take control. That's what they've done. To allow three points the last two weeks and to get eight sacks combined in those two games. Spectacular stuff. This defense from week one to now is as improved a unit as I've seen maybe of any team in college football. It's, disa- been that, it's I, up there. I disagree with that. I think they've been good all year. I think they had one bad quarter. They had a bad Georgia quarter Tech. against Georgia Tech. I, I mean, you're I think right. they were still pretty good against Georgia Tech. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, everything they were able to do yesterday um, without Jamari Thrash, so you knew 
that obviously puts a dent in the passing game. So you needed to be effective running the ball. Yeah. It was even more important when you don't have that guy. And uh, and, and you didn't know the, how healthy Jawar Jordan was going to be, how much he was going to be able to go. <clears throat> obviously, he ended up going. But I, I don't know if he was on an official pitch count or not. But He carried uh, the ball 14 times. Yeah. He actually carried it more than Garendo did. Which is kind of crazy to think about it. So I mean, two hours and 45 minutes. I mean, Let's just, I mean, it was wonderful. I mean, come, it, like but, that, that right there. But that, you're exactly right. The, 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 what it reminds me of, just lining up, running the ball, being dominant up front with the running backs and the offensive line, and then uh, the, the way this defense is playing, it reminds me of Kentucky. Oh, God, that's right? going to make the text line happy. It's what Kentucky wants to be. Yes, and it's what Kentucky has been when they've been good over the last few years. Um, That'll make the text line thrilled, I know it will, I'm sure. But, but that, right, that, that's not what you expected coming into this year from a Jeff Brom team. But as, oh, throwing Zach, it all over the field. But as Zach talked about, I think he's adjusted to what he has. That's and he's got, the sign of a good coach. He's got an elite stable of running backs. He's got, I, I think, some good receivers. He's got a quarterback who knows the system, but maybe isn't you know a, a superstar guy. He's a guy that can that can win you games, but uh, you don't want to put too much on him. And he's got a defense that's really really good, um, spearheaded by a few core guys that I think were were already there. Uh, because this was a good defense last Sat, year. Sat needs all the good PR he can get right now. He's so he so way to carry the torch for that. He's, he's still snake bitten. Oh man, we still going there. Well, he, he, you know who's not? Buyout. Yeah, you know who's not snake bitten? His contract and Jimmy Sexton. Yeah. Shout out to them. By I the way, I was going to say the way Louisville's played the last couple weeks, it reminds me of like the way Michigan plays, except Louisville doesn't steal people's signs. They're doing it straight up. That's so good for them. That's also well. A great and point. look, I, I think there's a couple different takeaways too. Like much of the schedule has been picked apart about how it's not as good. Uh, it's an easy schedule walkthrough. Ennis pointed this out last night. I mean, three early season wins that really didn't seem like much at the time. Georgia Tech, NC State, and Boston College are now all bowl eligible. And those were all wins over... And I'm not trying to sit, make it I out mean, to see like... Ge- Georgia Tech is... In the mix to go to the ACC title game. So here are the right scenarios now. for those that are out there. Okay. Our uh, good friend Kelly Dickey, who should receive royalties just as much as we uh, cite him on here. Mark C. Uh, Weinberg's at the top of the Mark list. Mark C. Weinberg yeah. has to return my emails. Kelly Dickey actually uh, texts into the show. So yeah, we appreciate that. that. So, uh, but look, corrected. UFL will clinch a spot in the ACC title game by beating Virginia as long as one of the four scenarios happen. All right. Stick with me. One, UNC loses to Duke, Clemson, or NC State. Two, Virginia Tech loses to BC, NC State of Virginia. Three, Georgia Tech beats Clemson and Syracuse. Uh, or four, UofL beats Miami. In other words, the only tiebreaker uh, scenario that could eliminate a 6-2 and two Louisville from the ACC championship game would be a three-way tie among Louisville, North Carolina, and Virginia Tech, which would be won by Virginia Tech since it went... So it would be 3-0 and versus common opponents compared to 2-1 and for Louisville. And North Carolina, evidently. God bless you, Kelly Dickey. Yeah, so, I mean, (laughs) basically, they could wrap it up this week. If Louisville can take care of business, and obviously it's a short week, and Louisville banged up. Virginia's also banged up, though, uh, and a 2-7 and Virginia team coming in on a Thursday night. If they can find a way to take care of business on Thursday, uh, that would set up a situation where coming up, that Saturday, next Saturday, uh, you've got a primetime 8 o'clock showdown, Duke, North Carolina, uh, in Chapel Hill. But if Duke could beat North Carolina, which is 
entirely possible. I know Riley Leonard obviously hurt, and that hurts Duke. But wait, but UNC's playing. There's no doubt about it. Duke could, certain, <laughs> Duke could certainly win that game. If, if that happens, um, all of a sudden, Louisville's in the ACC title game next can, weekend. Can we just say this to Virginia? I know they're two and seven, but they beat North Carolina on the road. It they feels like they turned of, the corner a they, little bit. It, they, it, although the wins have, look, but I'm not they, trying to they make played about, a lot of close games right. too. Like of their seven losses, I believe five of them are by a touchdown or less. So they're known for playing people tough. Like you may look at the record and say, "Oh, this is going to be a walkover for Louisville the way it's been the last two weeks." And if Louisville plays the way that they are capable of and if they just continue to run the ball then it probably will be a walkover but let's not make any assumptions here Virginia is a better team than their record indicates I know it's two and seven no no I I think that's a great point Um, but Virginia was also banged up in a 45-17 loss to Georgia Tech yesterday Um, the CW game by the way uh, always what was the CW game yesterday Georgia Tech and Virginia okay no the curse did not strike because Georgia Tech was favored and they won comfortably Uh, they're they're, uh, I, I think Virginia Virginia's starting quarterback got hurt in that game and not 100% sure what what the health situation is going to be. Um, so both teams have question marks health-wise uh, coming in. Uh, coming into the game, so we'll see we'll see what happens on Thursday night. A short week, obviously, but hopefully everybody's healthy. But Thursday night in front of what will probably be a pretty good crowd, I would imagine. Weather's supposed to be good. Thursday night games typically draw well here. Prime time, seven thirty kick um on espen by the way it's big yeah, espen it's it's an environment conducive for louisville to be able to win a game right um so if they can take care of business all they would need is for duke to beat north carolina on saturday and as soon as next weekend before the miami game even happens louisville could already have a ticket punch to the acc title game which is kind of crazy to think about no wait when you break it down i mean especially look the the, the talking points going into this season was that louisville was a the dark it started out as a dark horse team and then i felt like everyone started hitched onto the wagon it's like oh they're the trinity pick the you know the, from brett mcmurphy's of the world the action network putting the trends and heading toward uh, 11 10 wins on the year, it feels like Louisville, yes, the schedule at times, I think it's better than people give it credit for in terms of uh, having a favorable schedule, but they're doing he's doing it you know that that's what it goes back to like it's just they're taking care of business against teams that were kind of the trendy picks Virginia Tech seemed to be getting it together and turning the corner defensively as you alluded to top five in sacks like there's some things that they just went out there and manhandled and you got to give credit to this team and it is a well-balanced team like that's another takeaway from this I got a bunch of sound from Brom in his press conference yesterday that we can play but he said as much it said this team is really gelling together at the right time. Yeah, and I think, doesn't it feel like that they still have more on offense that yeah. we haven't seen? Like The passing game. If yeah. Plummer can ever well, take that, I mean, but, another but 11 level. to 12, as you pointed out, though, he, like that, that's just steady Eddie right there. Yeah. You don't need him to throw the ball 53 times. You but you're going to need, against Florida State, you're probably you, not going to yeah. run the ball 50 but, times. I mean, you're going to need Plummer to do something. I don't even, you are, and I don't even just mean in, in execution, but I just mean it feels like there's more in the tank in terms of like, play calls and stuff like that that we we haven't seen. Um, Because he hasn't had to break it out really the last month or so. And I think that makes them pretty dangerous too. Um, Did you hear the story with him and Paul? Sorry to be interrupted. Did you hear the story with him and Paul about the uh, the fake flea flicker at the coaches show? I didn't hear the story. This is great. So basically he said he... This is when Petrino 
had was the coach here had yeah. the ability to watch Purdue spring game on the uh, Big Ten Network. Oh yeah, Louisville at the time remember did not air spring games. That was a whole that was a big it, that deal. was a big issue yeah. with that. I remember Kendrick Haskins not being happy about that at all because he could get this is how coaches are to Zach's point about Michigan coaches saying that they don't know. Uh, I find that hard to believe when coaches are psychopaths like when it comes to these. Coaches know everything about their program until you know what hits the fan. Yeah. Then they know nothing. So. Basically, he knew that Petrino would be watching, so the call was flea flicker Petrino because he and he was like talking oh, to yeah. Bo- so you would hear the quarterback yeah. at the time just yelling out that flea flicker Petrino, and he knew that because Bobby was watching. It, yeah. it was it was a good story. Yeah, I was wife gave of the like. Well, I have to pull this out for it, but it was good stuff there. But yes, coaches. But no, like you, to your point, there's some stuff left in the chamber that you're confident with, and the creativity that you've known with Bob. Or, I'm sorry, with <laughs> Brom, not Bobby Petrino. Well, sure. Well, I mean, watch Texas A&M game last uh, yesterday. Bobby's doing, fu- yeah, yeah. yeah, he's doing fine down there. Say that tongue firmly in cheek. That's a tough, <laughs> it's a tough schedule. Look, I, yes, it feels as if there's some things that he is holding back. That once he has everybody healthy and has the ability to do that because Pete Thameltow put uh, the report out yesterday about uh, you know all the injuries that were out there and whatnot that it feels like you're holding some things back I, I think it's very possible um, that that there's some stuff there and there's three games left and I think that's a great spot to be uh, obviously the defense has made it um, incredible we know what Ashton Gelati can do um, you had Storm Duck on the back end really step up yesterday with Jarvis Brownlee out um, that was really impressive effort from him um i mean it it just i mean it's dominant i don't know what else to really uh say from that game and you talked about isaac garendo and what he was able to do um this is the game where he's going to be noted for like having a breakout and everything and deservedly so but um i i think yesterday and i still go back to that first game against georgia tech i think him starting the second half in the backfield of that game when jeff brown was looking for his team Mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy like you go back to that first game and like jeff brown was looking for his team felt like they didn't match the physicality of georgia tech in the first half of that game and was just kind of looking to kind of get him there uh garendo started the second half and obviously we saw him run very physical but it's kind of funny like that's where he was talking about like we've got to match physicality here and now that's this team's identity you know how much it helps by the way to have isaac garendo and to have maurice turner so you're not wearing out george or and you've got three running backs so you can kind of count on at any given time and when you don't have jamari thrash that takes away your big play downfield passing game so I, I think Brom's done a great job leaning into it and you said there's a lot of bullets that are out there for them to to still run and they shouldn't need them against Virginia maybe on the road against Miami we'll see but they've got everything in front of them and by the way can we just talk about it they're going to move up a couple spots because Oklahoma lost because That's other Missouri lost from this, yeah they're going to probably be could 11 be. yeah they're, in the they're, re- may, I, I don't think they're going to crack the top 10 they're maybe. knocking on the door though they're Heather, knocking on the door Heather, Heather Danish put some stuff out there this morning and it was you know the college football insider <laughs> break that for those that even care about those types of things but I, I think it's important because this is going to again it's a TV product for the stuff that comes out on Tuesday just marinating in that yeah, means basically no. But I, I think when you break down everything and how you view them, I, I'm curious to see how these teams are viewed. Um, I'm trying to find her tweet from this. This is Heather Denich, but I'll break it down. But she made the top ten. Like it's, that's what it's still, was there. It's still very like it's a long extreme shot, extreme long shot, not impossible, but no. but very unlikely for them to get into the playoff. Uh, 
But I will say what helped them is Oklahoma losing. The Big 12 possibility of them not making it is very much out there now because they're it's Texas or bust. So yeah. that you, if you can eliminate a conference, that's a big deal. Of course, Ohio State and Michigan are going to settle that. They're going to play. The Pac-12, Washington, Oregon are probably going to play again. Are, are Ohio State and Michigan going to settle? I mean, I guess they could play twice. And well, maybe if one team wins both, that would settle it. No, because there's divisions. So oh, they that's won't right. Play there's twice. still divisions. Well, so it, I forgot about it'll that. get settled if Michigan loses because then the committee's not going to want to put no, a cheating program in. I, I that, think that they too. don't have to. If, if Michigan loses, if they lose, I agree. If they lose, they're done. If Ohio State loses, there'll be a conversation. I agree. Not just would, saying that as a home. Wouldn't, just, wouldn't that be something? Like if Louisville somehow runs the table, beats Florida State, an undefeated Florida State team in the ACC title game, and like they get into the playoff because Michigan cheated. That'd be kind of amazing. Well, well, and you I would, would go back that. to I would this. love it more yeah. than well, anything. And, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, too. And this is the, the big problem that I have, because when you look at the SEC, and, and this was a theme on the UK postgame show, Strebel and Ince doing a great job last night uh, for that. And it kind of turned into a Suko uh, L postgame show talking about they're not as good as their record indicates and things like that. Okay, well, let's let's grant you that argument and everything. But all these middle-of-the-pack ACC teams, I, I said this last week that essentially the what's the difference between a rat and a guinea pig? One has a good PR agent. I mean, that's quite frankly what the SEC is doing, hoisting it up, because you got a lot of middle-of-the-pack teams in the SEC. you got a lot of middle-of-the-pack, uh, you know, just kind of record-wise of the ACC. SEC, in my opinion, still a better conference. I'm not doing that. But it's just funny. The ACC kind of needs to hoist itself up a little bit better. Luke, it's always been planted in my mind. Luke's always said this from the Jeff Capel uh, argument that said the league didn't do a good job of promoting itself. And that was a common theme with Jim well, Phillips put out there. That's 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 uh, that's come from multiple areas. Yes, I would not say. just not, football. Not just I, from uh, not just from, but I, from Capel I, I, I and think, not just from Luke. I think there may be some stock of that when you put it, because it's like Florida State or bust and things like that. Yes, they're outside. It's a long shot very long shot but we give the benefit of the doubt to these other teams that have the sure. brand equity and not some other teams like Louisville and you know that ESPN and all the big platforms are already going to start the oh is Georgia and Alabama go, both going to make Precisely. it now because of what happened yesterday so and, and that, you know yeah, that's out there yes so again I, I don't and put my tinfoil hat on much but for this I will Alabama uh, they look good yeah Jalen Milrow all of a sudden like yeah. it was like oh they're terrible but now now you could see them being in the college football playoff. They could win the SEC championship. We'll see. Uh, Good luck, Kentucky, next week playing. If you counted out Nick Saban, I mean – yeah, have no. you watched football before? I mean, like, we know it. That's a fair it's, point. Yeah. So, so here's what Heather Dinich uh, put out there. I'm sorry it threw me off. She uh, changed the thumbnail. It was a Louisville thumbnail, and then now it's a Georgia thumbnail. Oh, so they, for those can maybe in rummage for the <laughs> for ESPN, they're pulling the strings there. There it is, right there. So Louisville checking in at number 12, previous rank uh, number 13. Why they could move up? Missouri has now two losses. Period. The same could be said for the Sooners, as Zach pointed out. Uh, but their win against Texas could keep them. In ahead of Louisville. Why they could stay at number 13. Louisville's best win is against Notre Dame, which just lost to Clemson. The committee could debate whether Missouri should remain ahead of the Cardinals on Tuesday, even though the Tigers now have two losses. Missouri's um, Missouri defeats came against ranked opponents LSU, Georgia, while Louisville had a bad loss to Pitt. Both teams saw their best wins take a hit, though as Missouri... Uh, victory against Kansas State was devalued after Texas knocked off the Wildcats on Saturday. Path to the playoff. Again, the extreme long shot. They're the last team to make Heather's top 12. It's highly unlikely, but not impossible, as Nick pointed out. Uh, the path of the least resistance is for Louisville to beat Virginia 
she says Saturday, she means Thursday, uh, and have North Carolina lose to Duke. Louisville would be considered for the playoff if it can finish as a one-loss ACC champ with a win against undefeated Florida State, which already has clinched a spot in the ACC title game. It's doubtful, though, that it would impress the committee. That's, this is what I love. It's doubtful that it would impress the committee enough to unseat another Power 5 champ as it has to play against a stronger schedule that doesn't have a bad loss. Yeah, we, we just don't. It just depends on how everything else plays out. It's uh, also, I mean, the way the rankings were laid out last week in the first one, they kept it pretty much like, here are the undefeated teams mm-hmm. in terms of Power 5 leagues, obviously, like Air Force. But here are the here are the undefeated teams. Here are the one-loss teams. Here are this everybody else. So I, I think they're going to move up. I, 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 and I think they should because I think losing only one game versus losing two should count for something. Um, we'll see. Well, well see and, and, and I get the, like the strength of schedule argument, but again, like it's Power Five team. Like I mean, India. I know India. Look, I get it, but like you, sh- there should be credit for playing a Power Five team, regardless of where they are in, in terms. Of, you can't get everybody to play yet. Like there should be value in playing a Power Five team. I'm they sorry. Play they play eleven play, Power yeah. Five teams, which yeah. is what they're one of. Not many. It was like one of two or three teams in the country, I think, to yeah. do that this year. Something so, like that. And, and right. when you schedule, like, I mean, quite frankly, I'm not trying to sound like a honk today, but I mean, like, Indiana's had success, like, with the top outlets. Now, I mean, th- Bobby, it's, it's the dumb, it's the, um, the thing I've always had a problem with when it comes to the schedule argument in college football. Like, these games, the non conference games especially, are made five years ago. Like, how do you... Longer than that. Yeah. You yeah, don't know... Wasn't Georgia and Louisville supposed to play, like, in 2028? Yeah, like and that you, was, like, a decade ago no they scheduled that. You have no idea who's going to be... Like, you could schedule a team that's going to be the national champion this year, and in seven years, when you actually play them, they might be terrible. Like, Louisville could schedule Alabama, know. and, you know, after Saban retires, maybe Alabama falls off a cliff, and then, oh, Louisville hasn't played anybody. Like, that's one of my pet peeves, too. I hate and it. That's why, like, yesterday, everybody's talking about, oh, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State aren't playing each other for a long time. Like, uh, yeah, they have their schedule set up, but you could easily just get rid of like Oklahoma A and M or Central Michigan or whatever if you really wanted to play that game. You could. No, no, Pretty no. sure that was a school in billions. Actually, it was Indiana A and M. Yeah, through, yeah Indiana, through, but, but still, nonetheless. All right, let's get to some text, and we'll get to some Brom sound. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS Jobs text line. Seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays. We know you have many many local options during this time slot, so we appreciate you making us a part of your day. He's Nick Kern thirty five on X. He's your boy ZC on X. I'm I'm Phil underscore underscore Baker. Still working on that. Elon mm. Musk, uh, maybe you and Zuckerberg could stop talking about fighting in the Coliseum and let me get that uh, taken care of. Uh, also, the difference between a rat and a guinea pig is that Louis Rabot has eaten a guinea pig. Louis, hope he had a good time out at uh, the Breeders' Cup yesterday. He was out there. Yeah, I'm seeing the Kenny Payne quotes. We're going to get to that. We've Trust me. Yeah, We've we got it. Uh, O-line needs some love, too. No, I agree. I, that's something that... Um, we talked about. Brian yeah, Hudson yeah. was questionable. Game time decision. Ended up playing. Big time stuff. Stuff, so. is, is it weird that basketball season starts tomorrow and nobody cares? I disagree. I care, even though a it's, lot of people care. Yeah, it's I just, care. By the way, U of L women's basketball opens tomorrow night, six o'clock in Cincinnati. We over at nine seventy for that one. Are you the men will be on ninety three. You on the team bus or you're driving separate? No, what? driving separate. They're going t- today. Okay, shout uh, out to you. Appreciate you doing that. Going tomorrow. Uh, yes, I'm also eating crow. I questioned Ron English coming here, but yep, I guess it was Crags uh, was just as bad. So I, look, I. The Cragthorpe and PTSD is alive and well. So I think and that's what's kind of lingering around when the concerns about Ron English. No doubt. And I know the system's different. And I know they did bring in some uh, some more players, a la like a, a Storm Duck, who we saw play very well yesterday. But 
the cupboard wasn't bare defensively. I know they lost some guys like Monty Montgomery ended up leaving when when Satterfield left, but um, Ashton Gelati. I mean, we knew that guy was going to be a big time player this year, and he obviously has been. Uh, ben Perry, right there. Uh, Jalen Alderman's been around. Like, there's some guys. Uh, Mason Riger, obviously, has been around. Like, there's some guys on this defense that, uh, yeah, that have been there. So, there were some pieces to build around coming into this year. So, maybe we shouldn't be as surprised as we are because this defense was really good last year, and uh, there were some, some pillars back that. They could build around. It, dare I say it wasn't snake bit. Uh, let's get to some Brom sound in the opening statement. Uh, obviously a big win yesterday. Here's what Jeff Brom had to say okay, post game. Well, very uh, proud of our football team. It was a, a great win for us today. I thought our guys came ready to play. Um, without question, last week's game was physical, uh, and our guys rose to the challenge and played a physical game to get that win. And because of it, we had some guys nicked up and. Uh, not for sure if they were going to play, uh, but I give our guys a lot of credit. Uh, all of them tried uh, to get ready, and uh, you know they wanted to go out there. Some could, some couldn't. Uh, so I give them a lot of credit. They showed a lot of courage, um, and uh, we hope to get you know those guys, other guys, back as fast as we can. As far as uh, you know, our team, I, I tip my hat to them. Uh, these guys uh, maybe hadn't played as much, rose to the challenge. Uh, stepped up when their number was called from our running back room, from our receiver room, um, from our defensive back room. Uh, all those guys stepped up and did a really good job. So that's a sign of a really good football team. That's a sign of a team that cares. Uh, they came ready to play, uh, and it was another really great win in front of a tremendous crowd that was into it and, uh, and our players' feet off of it. So, uh, you know, very proud of them, and it was a really good day of football. I know that's banked off coming off a win and him feeling, you know, really good about himself, but he just slides that in there, like about the fans every time that I know yeah. just it's playing the hits. I know it's it's a throwaway line, I'm sure, for Brom, but like that crap matters to like little fans that like you know, the Satterfield comment about the Thursday night and Friday night games being for high school football and stuff like just never really Again, I hate dunking on the guy constantly, but just like little misses like that were something that he just gets, man. Like I, I know there's it's year one, and obviously you're starting year one at a a high high, but uh, this is something, man. It feels like he just gets. Obviously, we've talked about the defense. Um, they they need to be given their flowers. Here's what uh, Jeff Brom had to say about the defense yesterday. Well, I know I've explained it a few times before, not to get technical, but uh, you know we've prepared hard in the off season to get. Uh, a plan together uh, that we believed in that some of it's traditional some of it's not uh, and we want to be multiple in what we did uh, and I just think to talk generalities it's about getting pressure on the quarterback it's about uh, getting fr- getting in front of receivers and not allowing free releases uh, easy completions uh, making the quarterback hold it a little bit longer than he would like to uh, that will allow our, our defense uh, to get in there uh, and create sacks and get after the quarterback Uh, Our linebackers have been able to play downhill. We play multiple fronts. We shift, we stem, we move, we disguise coverages. And all those things matter. You know, from a former quarterback and someone on offense, you know, I know what we don't like to see. And uh, I think right now our defense are doing a lot of those things that you don't want to see, and they're doing it very well. So eventually, of course, teams will game plan and and try to do things, but we do a lot. So, you know, you can prepare for a few things, but it's hard to prepare for all of it. And we have some wrinkles every week that we throw in there. So I just think uh, our coaches have done a great job. Our players, because we've worked this for so long, understand it. They know it. We 
get the calls in, they execute it, and we're in the right position at the right time. Um, you know, we play well now. Jeff Brom on the defense. That's a look. I mean, I think he's he hit the nail on the head. I mean, they are doing so many good things that I, I think there were a ton of question marks heading into the season uh, about that had concerns about it, but uh, they have all been surpassed. Yeah, I, uh, you know, people. It was sort of a. I mean, some people, and credit to them, thought uh, this could be a possibility going into year one that Louisville could be right in the mix to go to the ACC championship game, but. Uh, I certainly didn't – I wasn't sure that they'd be able to, to pull it off in year one, but but they're right there. If they, they win two more games, it doesn't matter what else happens. Yeah, they're, this, they're going. Well, one thing, and this is from, uh, I believe, Eric Crawford's piece on WDRB.com. You pointed this out. One thing you notice from the pitchers is the gang tackling, but the numbers tell an even deeper story. Louisville has held back-to-back opponents without a touchdown for the first time since beating Cincinnati, fighting Scott Satterfield's 20-0, to and Southern Miss 6-3 to in 1980. So How about that? So you're seeing some stuff that uh, you hadn't seen in quite a while. Many of you probably seen for the first time if uh, you were just a twinkle in your pop's eye right there. I believe they've held their last two opponents, under, both under 200 yards of total offense. Yesterday it was 140 for Virginia Tech. I can't imagine Duke had too much more than that. Like They're not even letting teams move the ball on them. They're not even threatening to score. It's not like, oh, well, they held them to a couple of red zone field goals and all that, but they drove the ball. Like, Nobody's yeah, to piggyback, it was Virginia Tech finished with 72 yards of passing, 68 rushing. Wolves yep. held five straight opponents under 300 yards of total offense for the first time since 2014 and five straight opponents under 100 rushing for the first time since 2016. Yeah, that's pretty impressive stuff. I mean, Ron English, you could argue right now, he's done as good a job as any defensive coordinator in the country. And I mean, it shouldn't be that unexpected because he's coached good defenses before. And But these guys move to the ball. They're never really out of position. You don't see a lot of over-pursuing. You see the safeties are in good positions. The corners are doing a good job holding up in coverage. Like They are a very disciplined defense. And what I also like about them, this is not a penalty-heavy team either. They're not committing a lot of false starts. They're not putting themselves in first and 15 or second and 17. They're putting themselves in favorable down and distance where they can keep that running game going, and they're not making Jack Plummer have to thread the needle on a third and long. So I think they're doing a really good job just being consistent all the way around. Like, there's not much more you can say other than that. Like, it's been just a complete performance, really, on both sides of the ball. Duke had 202 yards, so barely got there last week. Uh, And, you know, you go back to watching this defense, it reminds me also of of the years Charlie Strong was coaching Louisville. It was a sound defense. They were going to rally and tackle. Um, There wasn't a lot of missed tackling in that time, and that's what kind of watching them reminds me of, too. That's... uh, they do a good job of, uh, of getting to the ball and, and uh, bringing guys down. So, yeah, all around been really impressive and, uh, you know, as impressive as I think they could be the last two weeks and doing what they've done. Let's just say this. Like, if we said Louisville was 8-1 and one right now, would you have predicted it to look like this? Or did we think it was going to be one of those where Louisville scored 50 points or 45 points a game? Like, I'm not sure that I would have thought that they would be winning these kind of games 23 nothing, no. 34-3, dominating the defensive side of the ball. I thought if they were 8-1 and one at this point, it would be because they had a top-10 offense and they're just outscoring people. And that's kind of what we thought it would be after the Georgia Tech game. Yeah, that's, I mean, completely right there with you. Didn't think it would be uh, because of an absolutely dominant running game and because of 
a dominant defense. Friend of the show, George Timmery, texting the personal bat phone. I was there at the 6-3 to Southern Miss game in 1980. So we had boots on the ground as our that? official correspondent back in 1980. Hey, also, shout out that they're going to... is proud to be an official sponsor of the Veterans Parade on November 11th from 12-3 to between uh, Jefferson Street and uh, 7th and 2nd Street. So bring your family and friends out there to celebrate veterans. So um, Bear Nose always giving back to the community. George and company had boots on the ground as a official correspondent of ESPN Louisville and SMH back in 1980. Got in the DeLorean to give us that uh, score update right there. Can you imagine attending a game that ended 6-3? to there, Man, what was the one? Remember, it wasn't that bad, but the Charlie Strong, Sean Watson experiment. There was like one, and I remember just like having wind burn. That wasn't as bad as that, but man, it was because everyone was so pissed off at Sean Watson as uh, the OC, and I'm drawing a blank yeah, on who people, they're playing. People but really did not like that guy when he was the OC here. Nebra- Nebraska fans didn't like him either. They uh, they changed their tune here, though, pretty quickly after. Um, Teddy Bridgewater will do that. Teddy was pretty good. Teddy yeah. will make a lot of coordinators look good back in the day. There's no doubt. No doubt at all. 267-9680 is the phone number. 437-9680 is the UPS job text line. Uh... Yeah. Okay, we can get to some more sound. I, like, we, people always text me. That I was trying to. I went down the wormhole of the Sean Watson games yeah, at the yeah, OC. We, I'm not going to go to football we, reference. We, we talk cards. We'll get into the Cats winning uh, over Mississippi State on the road. Pretty dominant in their own right last night. Uh, and basketball season starting tomorrow too. A lot to get to. From well, that. as I pointed out, uh, friend of the show. Well, he's blocked half the people here, so I'm not, I say that tongue firmly in cheek. Uh, Pete Famelto. Okay. Uh, he put out the comments yesterday or the tweets say that all these injuries here was Brahm on the. Injuries and the team being a little banged up. Here's what the coach had to say. Well, post-game. unfortunately, we had uh, at least a handful of guys that you know were nicked up at the end of the last game that you know we had concerns about. And uh, today's age, you, know, you don't want to tell the other team too much what's going on because there were some pivotal positions. So we tried to get them ready as fast as we could, which really just meant rehab. Yeah, that's why I've got to sped this up a little bit. Really practice. Uh, I give Jawar a lot of credit. You know, he, he's 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 nicked up in multiple spots. Uh, he tried to give it a go. Uh, uh, he went out there and played. Uh, luckily, Isaac and, and Maurice stepped in and, and kind of took it over. It didn't We didn't have to use him as much, uh, so that was great to see. Uh, so I'm proud of that uh, running back room. Uh, at the receiver position, you know, Jamari couldn't go. When, when can he go? I don't know. You know, Jaden has worked hard, and he stepped in kind of – he's been his backup all year and had the touchdown catch, caught another one down low, didn't have to throw the ball a lot. Our other receivers played hard. Uh, they've been unselfish. I'm sure they like to catch more balls. Um, and we'd like to throw more balls to them, but right now the formula – that we've used has been efficient and, and effective. And uh, so they've been very unselfish. We had some linemen that couldn't practice at all that sucked it up and, and went to the game again. In the secondary, we were down some spots there. Storm stepped in and did well, and then he got hurt a little bit, uh, had to come in and, and, and get a shot or whatever he had to get done, and some other guys came in. So, you know, that's it's that time of the year. You know, we try not to make excuses. It's going to happen to everybody. Everybody has injuries. Uh, you get the next guy in there, and they got to go play. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of today they, they went in there and played well. Yeah, that's my bad. I, I sped that up. I listened to everything on the, the two speed sometimes when it, it was a long day. I had, had the kiddo's birthday party yesterday. I, I was, shut up. God, again, we got to go back to this. Two hours and 45 minutes. I mean, I, mean, I, I think we got to. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, it's the just, only negative was that nobody left because it was such a It took forever to get up. Oh, party. really? Wow. Yeah. I've, I've heard everything. Pat Forty was talking about how, well, granted, this is probably more the, the towing service. He parked in the wrong spot and they towed his car to the proper spot. How about that? That. What? Yeah. How? Right? 
What? Yeah. He Yesterday said, at the game? No, no, no. Uh, this was oh. last week. But oh. he talked about it. I was like, where does that ever happen? Usually you have to get into it with a tow truck driver. But no, apparently great system they have over there at UFL for that. By the way, our friend Luther texting, the, the, oh, or tweeting, yeah. DMing me. Okay. His son made all district team. Oh, shout out to him. So shout out to Luther. He's a terror sometimes on these airwaves. But Matt Wells, congrats to him at South Oldham. So all, was it all district, five team for the, the 5A district team. So shout out they to him. They going to win on Friday night? Did they advance He's South gonna, Oldham? He's probably going to have to DM me to let me know about that. I, I don't know. Not, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't check the South Oldham score. You're my high school guy with uh, when it comes I'd to that. I try. I didn't check the South Oldham score. Though. But look, no, I, I think with, with all the scenarios, you've seen Orange Bowl. Um, there is an outside chance at the playoff. I don't want everyone to kind of latch onto that. But I, I think what it stems from is the overall vibe that this program is. There's good feelings all around for that. That I know that's terrible analysis. You feel like you got a shot. You're not in this purgatory yeah. that you feel like you've been in. And I think that's probably the biggest takeaway listening to the post game show listen to the calls throughout the week seeing the text on here seeing our twitter handle the bring brom home guy god i mean whew, he's he's a machine um out there i mean that guy i think brought. he brought past tense you're right thank you for correcting me there but look you, you gotta feel really good about where this program is right now and you you were in purgatory last year quite frankly i know there there were some with scott satterfield there were some good things i don't want to just constantly dunk on the guy all the time but these are the things that everyone thought was going to happen in terms that we're supporting to bring Brom home on that. And I mean, I think it surpassed expectations. It's the first time since 2016 that this deep in the season, the possibilities are out there. And it's even more so than that year because there were the division set up. Clemson had the tiebreaker. So there was a kind of a ceiling to where Louisville could go. There is no ceiling to where they could go. Everything is in their fate. Like they're not relying on anybody else right now. And I think that's got to be a great sign. And, you know, everybody. He talks about all the self-inflicted mistakes that the basketball program's making. It's I'm exact- shocked that you did that first. I, we, uh, usually, well, somebody it, already texted it in, but there wasn't KP hate yet. Yeah, no, so you had to insert that but in it, there. It's the exact opposite for football. Like they're doing everything right. They're involving the community. They're fun to watch. They're easy to get behind. People are going to games. Basketball's like, doing stuff in the community. Like, they, look, I, I understand. I, trying, I get the point. I, I get the point you're saying there. Yeah, Brahms doing everything right, and you know, it's not just the fact that they're winning games. Like. They're fun to watch. They're entertaining. And you couldn't ask for a better year one. That gr- Granted, if they don't beat Kentucky, then some of that, it doesn't go away entirely. But you got to take care of business in that. That's a big opportunity. And I think that might even be bigger than winning the ACC championship because – I mean, for the psyche of the fans, I, I, I agree who's gonna with you. Who's going to be the first guy on these airways? Who do you think is going to be the first guy to walk in on Monday and say, Louisville's going to beat Florida State? You think Blank's mm. gonna be gonna do that? Blank, Blank mm. has a realistic, probably rummage. I, yeah. I would say yeah. rummage. Oh yeah, he'll be the. Guy I would say Blank is. State. Blank they has could, right. They maybe could. you know what? Maybe double D's all in on this too. I mean, he, he's at the the post chili uh, cookoffs at the caboose with some of the coaches. I think you guessed there, but he's it may be him. But I would say rummage probably on that. By the way, it's bowl projection season. Okay, so I'm sure this is going to make the masses happy. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. The Fiesta. Bowl. Fiesta. Washington versus Tulane. Okay. The Peach Bowl. Peach Bowl. Old Miss versus Penn State. All right. Okay. The Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl. Alabama versus Oregon. Okay. Ooh, okay. That, that would be a fun that'd be game. The Sugar Bowl. Georgia versus. Now we're in the college football yeah, playoff. Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl. Georgia versus Texas. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Rose really? Bowl. Your, your stuff may get stolen. Michigan versus Florida State. Ugh. We've got we've got Georgia Texas in the. 
That's what uh, they have. Okay. Number four, Texas. This All is right. from CBS. Right. And for the Orange Bowl, Cars the Zach, guys. Yes. the Zach Cantrell Invitational. Which Zach I already know the pivot he's going to have. It's going to be the same Sugar Bowl pivot. It's like you know they weren't interested. They're yeah, going yeah, to no, the draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You realize Marvin Harrison Jr. is not playing in that game, right? It's begun. It's, 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 yeah, I mean, it's already begun. You know, that, what, did, what did you say to me at the back though? You, you said to me at the back. You know the the backup to Marvin Harrison Jr. though should be. They should be. Should should be probably better than I don't know. I'm a little. Concerned about the Ohio State offense, I frankly. Still th- I still think they're going to beat Michigan. I really do. I, I, I hope you're right. I think they're better equipped to beat them this year because they've got a better defense. They're more physical in the running game. And, I mean, Ohio State doesn't steal signs either. So, I think they can beat Michigan. And even if they don't, I think there's a path for them to still make the playoff. It, it would, you don't go from one to five very often. No, it, it would be interesting um, if if it were Louisville, Ohio State, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, they would determine whether I could show up at the station anymore. Yeah, yeah, you, you're, you're, you might be. Two four seven has a different outlook. By for, the way, uh, that would be interesting for the spiciness of Brahms' comments. Michigan versus Louisville. Oh, oh, I, I hope that happens. By I'm, the way, I'm selfishly hoping that Louisville is in the Orange Bowl too because uh, is that going to be a double dip for my man Nick Kern? Possibly. Well, not a double, but. but so women's basketball will be playing Miami on the 31st. Uh, the Orange Bowl's on the 30th. So I'm thinking we'd probably be able to sneak over there. Well, you know if Michigan actually wins that game, they're going to have to do what Louisville did when they beat Michigan. Michigan's going to vacate that game. It's well, just, Louisville's going to win that game. It's just whether it's going to be on the field or in a courtroom five years well, you later. Don't, you, don't, you don't get to I'm rooting for that for you. In. I hope that happens. I, I want a Michigan-Louisville-Orange Bowl so badly. I will be the biggest card fan in the history of the world that day. Okay, you heard it here first, Zachy C. Love it. Jim Harbaugh won't even be there to coach the game, so no, we won't have a good chance. Yeah, he no, it, right. I saw somebody say that they're probably going to announce a suspension this week. I hope so. Anyway, well, I don't know if it'll be that, but I think he'll have taken an NFL go, job. By yeah, now. like the Raiders or somebody. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders. Did you see the Raiders are paying eighty-five million dollars to two guys not to coach? They're still paying Gruden, and now they're having to pay McDaniel. And, and you wonder why I want to be a get-back coach as my dream job, it just so be, I could get. I, look, all that money's not going to go. You got to pay some of the assistants. I don't need all that. I just need just a little dabble. I'll I'll pull Josh McDaniels like a choke collar on his belt loop, <laughs> just to prevent him from getting onto the field. It's my dream job. The I, greatest job in the world is fired football coach. You uh, also, get paid obscene amounts of money to do nothing. Also, how about speaking of Aiden O'Connell getting the start for the Raiders today with Antonio Pierce uh-huh. at the helm? Yeah, against the G-men. Whew. Antonio Pierce getting the head coach. He, he, what? It, we did this last year with Jeff Saturday, guy who never had any coaching experience or little coaching experience. Now, Antonio Pierce has more coaching experience than Saturday, but of course he's never been a head coach at any level before. So that's fascinating. Let's knock out a couple more pieces of sound from Brom. Uh, obviously, what has changed since the pit loss? This is, I thought, a, a good quote from him. Uh, and I think it's looking in the mirror. Well, believe it or not, in my opinion, first off, we've, we've coached better. I didn't think I coached well in the Pittsburgh game. Uh, we were too aggressive. We had turnovers. Gave the team, the, gave the other team the ball. On defense, we were probably too aggressive. Uh, let them throw it over our head. So we needed to coach better. So now that we're coaching better, uh, you know, our players are executing very well. We're a little more conservative in our approach, believe it or not. Uh, but we're smarter in what we're doing. Uh, while still being aggressive to a certain degree, and our guys are executing. So right now, we really haven't had to, um, you know, open the playbook, so to speak, in the passing game. We really haven't had to you know, bring the house, so to speak, on defense. We've just kind of ran our package. Uh, so I just think uh, because of that, 
they understand it. They're playing well. Uh, the mixture of all the things we've done has helped us kind of throw the offense and defense off. And I just think, you know, it starts with me and our coaches and our players have done a really good job. Jeff Brom on what has changed since the pit loss. So I think, look, I mean, he's giving you, by the way, uh, Luther Texan in the personal, or Dieb in the personal backbone, they lost. Oh. Senior next year, though, so right. an opportunity to bounce back. Fairly little Luther getting some looks. Could be official correspondent. Maybe some NIL money coming from Zachy C or something. Maybe he'll toss him a, a shekel or two on that. So there you go with that. They got it. Uh, but look, I, I think he talked about a little too aggressive probably in the pit game. Again, playing the hits for what the fans would have said. Why was the ball thrown all these times and everything? Obviously not having Jawad Jordan. Jawad Jordan was uh, something that I think probably correlated those reasoning for the kind of the sloppy field. But nonetheless, um, leaning into it, uh, essentially saying this is what we did wrong and this is, quite frankly, why they are bouncing and gelling together at the right time. That's what good coaches do. They adjust and they learn from their mistakes. There's some people that could take that lesson. But, you know, Jeff- we'll, get, we'll get to that sound here in a bit. <laughs> That's what happens when you've been a head coach for 10 years. You figure these things out. Yeah. Uh, our friend over at WHS 11, uh, Mason Horotsky. I've probably okay. butchered that last All name. All right, sure. It's, yeah, he's. He, he has a clip from Kenny Payne that's about two minutes. We'll play it next hour. So we'll. Can't wait to hear that. I'm uh, sure that we'll, that'll get positive responses back from that. By no, the way, I, Kansas City is now up 14 to nothing for people that aren't paying attention or not watching the game. Patrick Mahomes threw a touchdown to Jarek McKinnon. So the Dolphins' offense, which has just been an over machine this season, can't seem to get on track, although they are driving right now. Overall, 93 9 the Ville via Westwood 1, if you want to listen to that. Not this nonsense. But, uh, yeah, Don't do that. Listen, yeah. To yeah, need need listen to us. Need him to start finding Travis Kelsey a couple times. Yeah, I. Yeah. Taylor's not in Germany. I know. I know. There's this guy that just walked by the station that looked just like Elves from Dave, and it messed with me. You have right. never seen that show. Zach maybe has no. seen it, but... Uh, what show? Dave. Oh, of course I've okay, seen it. Okay, like Every producer. episode. Okay, great oh, show. I love it. That's, yeah, I, I know that exactly was... who you're talking okay. about. Uh, 267-9680 is the phone number. 437-9680. UPS Jobs text line. He's Nick Kern. I'm Phil Baker. Zachy C behind the glass. Uh, let's see. Let's get to some text. We need... Others say they can't hear the audio. Uh, let's see. Phil, put your skinny ass couldn't hold Kim Mulkey back. Hmm. Hmm. Be interesting. Look, I'm not saying I got to be good at it. The goal is to get fired, so I'm compensated. <laughs> so I'm not saying I got to be great at no, it. No, that's true. I mean, that's, yeah, Kim Mulkey can super kick me for all I care <laughs> that I can do a tell-all book. Uh, the football team flipped over a car, did they? That's community service. That is community service. <laughs> Damsel's in distress. That's a great point. Your boy ZC is going to go the full the Ohio State up in this piece. <laughs> that's right. That's Michigan not- is going to absolutely smash Ohio State. That's wishful uh, thinking. Typical sat loss, a ton of yards, lose the turnover battle, and lose the game. Dropping one to UCF. We talked about this on uh, LSL the other night. There's three gambling rules that if you follow them this football season, you've made a lot of money. Yeah, Chris Hatfield, man, you need to give him yeah, a follow. You need to give them. him a follow right there. Oh, He's- I talk to him every week. Um, <laughs> I produce that show. But well, I know you produce rule- it, yeah. but do you actually gamble in order to get it? I wish I did. Okay, so okay. there. So the- All right. <laughs> sound there's advice. Ru- there's three rules to go by. Bet the Iowa under uh-huh. always. Same Bet you- any over that involves a game in- with USC. Bet against Scott Satterfield. You do those three things, you're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, Blank's doing the uh, Van Gorder fade on Sat. Oh, that's, that's when you know. That's when you know things are 
good. I mean, that's got to just pain blank. Pick six, Kansas City. Twenty about to be twenty. We got Kevin Harlan wow. over here behind the. I'm mic calling over. both games. Uh, Andrea Adelson. For those curious about the ACC championship game clinching scenarios for Louisville, or fumble. Uh, as I uh, asked people way smarter than me in ESPN stats and info uh, stats and info group, the clearest way for Louisville is a win a next lateral. week. Yeah, about next that. week over. Wow. UVA and UNC. You never see that anymore. No. My man Tyreek fumbling the ball. Can't afford that. Yeah, either. you don't think the people in Kansas City are going to like that a little bit? No, that's right. I wish this game were an arrowhead. That The way it should have been. Yeah, it's a shame. I agree. Yeah, but win, win on win Thursday. Win and you're in. Win, well, not quite win and you're in. Well, win two making sure you're Making sure you're paying attention. I know Zachy sees Kevin Harlan behind the mic today doing play-by-play update. Look at that. That was nice. I see why you stopped me in the tracks there. I didn't no, see that live right there. There's a lot going on on that play. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was craziness a right there. scoop and score and a lateral. A lot of going on. Uh, we're inching closer to the top of the hour. We'll get to some KP sound. We'll get to some Mark Stoop sounds. Uh, Kentucky taking care of business against uh, Mississippi State. Kyle Tucker putting something out there and I, I think this is kind of the th- this is kind of where I'm at with it from 1985 to 2015 Kentucky went to eight eight bowl games okay? 85 to 2015 what did so I say 20 years oh, okay I, I thought I, no, said I was it. just with 30 years with 30 years thank you yes, thank you Matt stat boy back there <laughs> thank you uh, with tonight's win Mark Stoops and Kentucky are headed to an eighth straight bowl game it's not the SEC championship contention but it's not nothing consistent winning ain't easy True, and I think we talk about purgatory of being in this. And, and it, look, that is all. This is kind of the theme that I want to talk about next hour with Kentucky. When is that next step? Well, and this is something that is deja vu over and over again. It's not nothing that he's doing that. I agree with you, but also like at some point you expect like there's got to be some little leap. It's it's uh it's moving into the the Dabo conversation a little bit too with God, uh, you and Max Gabby. That was Max Gabby's take right there. I mean a little bit. It's kind of the not the same because I mean Clemson's won a couple of national titles, so it's 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 different. Um, just a bit. But you know there's some similarities in there. Yeah, look, it's it's not nothing. But also, I mean, like, I think it's front-loaded in the non-con and just, you know, playing South Harvard Institute of Technology, Akron, Ball State, EKU. Yeah. They, to, get to, the, to get to the bowl eligibility. So they is build it, in three wins every year. Yeah. I mean, and Louisville has been a win the last few years, so that's a fourth. But, but the lock, as the Stoops hater pointed out, lock, they went to a bowl game with a four and six record. That consecutive bowl game stat is an indicator of consistent winning is not only inaccurate, it's just silly. So there's lock always there, there to, uh, to, to peek out of the shadows and uh, correct I, I, BBN when wrong. I, I do think, yeah, I mean... Th- but, but they weren't necessarily doing that before. You know, when Joker Phillips was the coach, they were winning two games. So, um, they're, yeah, they're, you can look at both sides of that. I we'll, think there's valid arguments on both we'll, sides. We'll spend a little bit more time on this at the hour. We got some Kenny Payne sound, which I'm sure is going to rile everyone up uh, from his press conference at 945 on a Sunday. Uh, so we had to try to get that. I don't know if there would be a better time for that. But uh, needless to say, I mean, it's he gives some context to the talent quote. I'll just tease it with that. It's bad timing that the game is on a Monday, so it's tough to but feels. I don't know. I don't know the situation. Is that like the Sunday morning news dump? Is that what we're doing? Usually it's the Friday afternoon news it's our, dump. It's actually our entire show. Yeah, yeah. It essentially just regurgitate what has happened from the week prior to us and react to it. Uh, but no, look, I, I think it, it, we've said this all the time. There, there's nothing that Kitty Payne can say 
in a way. If he the talent comment, I get. Bob even was taken back by it. For Bob to be taken back by it, not a great indicator of choosing I, your words correctly. We, but he yeah. gives a little bit more clarity to I, the. And I think, I mean, people were upset, and I get it. But I also think. And I also get that when you're coming off a four-win year and you just lost to Kentucky Wesley and people are going to make a big deal. But but I thought I thought it was, like, taken the wrong way. Yeah. Well, we'll react to it on the other sides. Uh, it's 11 o'clock. We need to take a break. We'll play the KP sound. We'll play some more Mark Stoops uh, or re- react to Mark Stoops in Kentucky becoming bowl eligible again. Belgerman and company just got to Seattle, so we can talk about that. Playing uh, at the University of Washington to open the season tomorrow night. Kentucky taking care of business and exhibition. The freshmen are looking very, very they good. They play a New Mexico State team tomorrow that has all new players. They don't return a single player from last year. So there you go. So on the other side, hour number two coming up next right here on ESPN 680-1057. Welcome back to the Sunday Morning Hangover on your sports leader, ESPN 680-1057. Now... Here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker. Hello, Sydney! Is this T.I.? As electric in here as it is when they play that at the at the games. With everybody jumping around. Did you see uh, Ronaldo Brown using the crutch for the air guitar? I mean, you have to, right? <laughs> I Perfect. I love that Ennis' mom texted him. He said that on the postgame show about it. He's like, hey, who's the injured player playing the air guitar during this song? They're try- Spencer and Ennis are trying to get uh, them to come to the Kentucky game. So like Wolf Pen, Wolf Branch. Am I making that up? Oh, is that who does Joker and the Thief? Wolf Mother. Wolf Mother. Wolf almost mother. had it. I, I was got a Wolf Pen okay. That's look okay. again. I, I'm staying in my lane when it comes close. to close. Yeah, I feel like other stadiums have done it, but I think Louisville hyper local have it. Uh, they've really honed in on that song, right? Yeah, I think so. It's not. It's try, they're trying to make it their version of Inner Sandman. They play. I guess. They play it everywhere. It's. It's not just at football. Like for women's basketball, going into the fourth quarter. For men's basketball, like going into the. I think they do it going into like the last, the second to last segment of the game, which would kind of like be the fourth quarter. I'm kind of partial to the get down quick. No, Joker and the Thief. It's great. Okay, they've got the lights. Get down going. quick. They got the red Google. lights. People just go crazy. It's just it's it's good. Okay. Well, people, people love it. Well, maybe maybe I can here pop me up, Zach. Let's see oh, how okay. this goes. Let's see. He's Phil Baker. I don't know if I can I'm play. Nick Curran, Zach Cantrell. Am I playing this off here? Let's Hour see. number two of the Sunday morning hangover. Yeah, it's not playing. So I don't okay. know. Oh, oh, there it is. I'm playing with fire right now. No, 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 no. Oh, I tried to pause it. That's on me. I think I got it fast enough. 
two, one. Okay, we're good. I think we're good at, at this I point. Ah, I we're good. We're fine. Down, it's all good. That's what the dump button was invented for. I think did I you got dump it? it. I did. Okay, oh, Zach that's on it. me, streamers. That's on me. I was playing with fire. I thought I had the little tone down on there. <laughs> Zach, I'm sorry. That's me with the. That's me with the the nuke codes. Yeah. So uh, right there. That, so, apologies. Right so there. So confirmed. Uh, cannot use that song to. Uh, to play, ah, uh, you can edit it. Nah, see, and also we're on Sundays from ten to noon. Uh, yeah, that's the we, church crowd. We can't be doing that. Not even just because of that. We're hanging on by a thread anyway. We're not quite uh, Bob Uecker. We're they, like, oh, no one. They one's trust anyway. us. Like they're not gonna play an f bomb on their show. Oh, Apologies, I was playing with fire. My bad. Two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number four three seven nine six eighty UPS Jobs text line. Nick Kern, Zachy C, Phil Baker here on the seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays. They're the highly competitive ten to noon you time were, slot. You were so close. You I was almost, close. You, you I think there's a de- honestly, and I'm look. This is not Zach's fault de- at all. There's a delay. There's between a de- you clicking. And no, there's a delay. Zach knows this because we. I play the intro. We're getting so nerdy right okay, now. We. All right. I play the intro from my computer to help Zach. Right. Out a little bit on that, and I mean Zach's capable of doing it. I just like you know I like playing with the, being in the Millennium Falcon back here. Okay. But I have to press play like a couple times in order for it to fire off to the yeah. board, and I think that's my problem right there. I had I didn't hit it twice right there. Save okay. that for the mixtape, Justin. So we can do that. By the way, like subscribe on ESPN Louisville Plus. Great, yeah, got a great rant from Blank. Blank and Baker is a viral moment waiting to happen. Of course, he I is. sent that in the text line. I have video of him. Losing his mind. Uh, can I tell you a blank story from yesterday? Please. So I I was in the press box yesterday, back in there doing the 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 internal press box PA. I think it was halftime. Uh, C. L. Brown, great Courier Journal sports columnist, was, was he there. wearing a bow tie? No bow tie. Damn but, it! But the most well dressed man in the press box. Agreed. I would I would uh, I would say uh, he spilled very un C. L. Like because you you just think he's I mean he doesn't miss a step, but he spilled. He was carrying like four things. He tried to. He filled up like, I don't know if he was getting some for somebody else. Not judging, but he filled up like three cups of popcorn and I think had a drink and accidentally spilled one of. The, he dropped one of the cups of popcorn, so there's popcorn everywhere. But he did it right next to to where I sit. It was halftime, so I was helping him pick up the popcorn. And Blank came up and was like, "Nick, did you spill? Why did you spill something everywhere?" And I was, you know, it was like a George Costanza moment because I wanted to be like, "Well, I I didn't." You wanted to blame CL did, but I didn't want to like awkwardly blame CL for spilling the popcorn everywhere. So I just had to kind of so like you awkwardly the, smile and say, "Uh, you, someone you else took the L." Someone else, were, I think, said, "Well, it was CL that did it." But, 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 but there's no half measure with blank. I don't blank think goes I don't think in. blank heard that person. So then later, blank was like, "You're not making any more messes up here, are you?" That's the and most. I, was, I God. Man, that's the most small talk blank interaction right there. That's perfect. That's that's be still my heart. So I, I was like, I don't know what to do here. I don't really know CL terribly well. Well, maybe you're so, in as good graces now because you took the you know you took the loss for that from blank and being pointed and laughing. You're like so. Stephen Glansberg but from Superbad eating now, by himself. But now I'm not taking the loss here uh, in front of all four people listening to us. So I I just yeah, it was just awkward. So that's that's how we operate here. So yeah. blank pointed and laughed at you. He that's uh, the blank bullying method right there. Blank is just in his element. I mean, again, again, like subscribe. You can enter a River Frogs jersey on our yes. go to our Twitter thread. 
over uh, YouTube. Like, show that you send a screenshot, show that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Justin Sofro doing great work over there. Blank was just in his element. I mean, Blank and Baker is built for this. And I do not say that. That is not me being sarcastic. I am telling you, he is a star when it comes to his mannerisms, mm-hmm. him getting worked up. He is going to go viral more than once. I don't. Mer- That's the stuff that you can't get anywhere else. ESPN Louisville Plus on YouTube. Uh, you have a chance to win a River Frog $140 value, too, from our good friends over at Vintage Ice Hockey. So be sure to like and subscribe to that. All right. Do you want to continue with Kentucky football? Or sure. Do you- okay, let's do that. Then we'll get into the basketball well, stuff. Well, we're going to basketball. We are. Kentucky, taking care of business down in Mississippi State. Hadn't won there since, what, 2008? Yeah, not not as they pointed out. Joker Phillips never got that done. And uh, Mark Stoops had never won in uh, in Starkville. So it, it feels like a series that's like back and forth, and I guess it is because it feels like every year they play in Lexington, Kentucky wins, and every time they play in Starkville, Mississippi State wins. And Not last night, though. Boy, that Mississippi State offense, pretty dreadful right now. Yeah, no. Or it was dreadful last night, at least. I think you were kind of at a fork in a road, and we say this year in and year out, but if you listen to the theme of the postgame show with Strebel last week, the the concern I had big picture, 30,000 feet just viewing of Kentucky football, is you see Missouri in the college football playoff rankings and everything. And I I viewed that was kind of, look, not the Bamas or the Georges of the world. They've played in an SEC title game as well, right? And I think that should be the aspirations. And I understand with the divisions and everything, that's something that you had to combat. But Missouri had the ability to go in there and take care of business and be in the college football playoff rankings. Obviously, I know lost to Georgia uh, yesterday. But... I think that's a program that you kind of look in the mirror and you strive. It's like, that's something that we want to be. So that was the theme last week after Kentucky falling down. Now, you're bowl eligible. You could see the opportunity with the writing on the wall with, uh, look, they're two touchdown underdog to uh, Alabama next week. I don't think any realistic Kentucky fans are going to think that they can win that game, but should beat a South Carolina team. Sure, they're they're having a tough year. And they I, almost lost to Jacksonville State yesterday. Yes, Beamer, gonna Rich break Rod his other Rodriguez foot. led Jacksonville State. God, really? Rod, yeah. Man. Rich Rod, they Just, they played the Tops earlier good. this year. Yeah, they're pretty good. But this is something that I, I, I think ultimately was you hate saying must win, but just for the temperature in the room with that look, he's not going anywhere, but for the psyche of the diehard Kentucky fan, you gotta win this game. And it, look at those damn cowbells. Oh my God, I want to mute my TV every time they're on. Like, it, it's just every, they weren't ringing much yesterday. It's, yeah, they didn't ring for very long. But, like, uh, first I think time that's, since 08, they win there, by the way. That's that's still saying. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks I know for you're on the phone with Eric. I know you were yeah. talking with Eric right there. That was when we opened this. <laughs> I, I'm guilty of doing that all the time. So it's nice to see that in somebody else's issue. So I, that's me knighting you, giving you your sports radio bar mitzvah right there. It's so, my favorite thing. It's, I do that. Howie, Howie Lindsay, there's a name for the past, used to call me out all the time. Well, for that. I. I uh, when when I was working, when Matt Andrews was the lead broadcaster of the Bats, and I was working with him, I still remember, uh, you know, you're doing a baseball game. It's the other person's inning, so sometimes you tail off and go off into your own world, and then you kind of go in and out. And he said something, and then a few minutes later, I said the same thing, and he said he just looked over at me on the air and said, "I literally just said that." <laughs> My guy, Matt Andrews, okay. at uh, ninety-seven won the fan in Columbus. Yes, good guy, sideline reporter. In his wedding. Really? Look yeah, at yeah. that. The, the yeah. tree grows. Okay. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Look. Zach EC, you stick with us, kid. I don't know where you're I'm going. I'm going to latch on the coattails of Nick Kern, but I'm going to be like the, the bag man to help you get to where you want to go, kid. I need a bag man. There we go. NIL opportunities <laughs> coming You going to be my Jimmy Sexton? If, 
We can only strive to be that, but <laughs> you get you get that, that buyout. Get, give but, me my nine million dollar contract. I've been very sensitive to the. It's, I, I literally just. It's I literally, yeah, it's great. That's it. the Seinfeld, and that's why you're an ass man, and you had an ass man uh, groomsman cake <laughs> at your right. wedding. Well, there was a lot of Seinfeld things on the. By case, the way, but, speaking of Seinfeld, I just have to say, did okay. you see the the meme the other day about like how bright the NBA in season four? Yes, yeah. for what yes. else is going on? We got out. Trust Kramer, me, you, I'm going to zig one other zag on the NBA jerseys and the courts on. That. What's so, going on in there, Jerry? Yes. You, you like them. That's a tease for what else is going on. I we'll can't wait for that. Uh, let's get do we do you want to put a bow on the Kentucky stuff? Well, or we can I, spend here, a little more time. Here's for me why they needed. I mean, obviously, they had lost three straight games. Uh, but more importantly, you, you said it was a, a near must win. And I agree with that last night. You really needed to win last night's game to try to put things kind of back uh, on track. Um like no shame over the course of that three game skid either and who you lost to obviously you talked about Missouri who went toe to toe with Georgia yesterday uh, but that was a game characterized by so many Kentucky penalties and missed opportunities um, obviously no shame in losing to Georgia then last week you had an opportunity against Tennessee and I thought I mean last week against Tennessee Devin Leary was that that might have been his best game as a Wildcat and got Cap and Insano in the eyes? He sure did. And Mark Stoops had talked about how um, how you know I don't know. It was kind of a weird quote from him saying, "Yeah, we could just run the ball and and play defense and try to win that way, but we need to throw it more." Uh, it was it was a weird thing, and people made something of it. But but Leary came out and threw the ball around, and, and, and they, they looked pretty good offensively. They just could not stop Tennessee, especially when it mattered. And um, that's why I thought it was a big win last night for the psyche of this team, because you know, last week, at least on the offensive side, it kind of felt like they, they put things together a little bit in what they had been trying to do and get that passing game going. And then um, it was just all for naught because they couldn't stop Tennessee. They really needed that to pay off. And I think um, bouncing back yesterday and uh, well, obviously getting back to, to really running the ball really well uh, was was an important part of it. But um, I, I just, you know, winning and, and getting the defense to, to get a defensive score yesterday, um, I, I don't know. Just just a big one to go on the road and, and win. As you said, with Alabama coming up next week, uh, the Louisville game is a toss-up at best. Um, I mean, I still think it's pretty much a toss-up, obviously a rivalry game, but you're not you're not putting that one into the win column like maybe you have been the last few years. It's a, it's a toss-up game. So uh, you don't have a lot of – certainty in terms of wins left on the schedule you mentioned South Carolina but um, if you lose last night all of a sudden like you have to beat South Carolina to get to a bowl it feels like and uh, and now you have a little bit of uh, a little bit of leeway there and um, yeah but the Mississippi State offense was really bad uh, I, I think they're obviously scuffling without out with starters yeah, yeah. without their starting quarterback and 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 just I mean, the whole year is a little bit scuffling for them. But, um, I, I, you know, credit Kentucky's defense played really well, did what they needed to do, able to really heat up um, uh, Mike Wright and then and then a backup quarterback in there as they brought in Chris Parson. Um, question coming out of the game, obviously, how is Devin Leary? Is he going to be good to go next week against <laughs> Alabama? Uh, they need him to be if, uh, if you're running – 
Sharon out there as a backup quarterback. Uh, you know, Alabama's going to be looking to tee off, but um, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens coming out of this one and what happens going into next week. But big win for, for all those reasons. I, I think it was a, a really, really big win. No, I mean, like the last three losses, I mean, the defense was gashed. And, and I think that's something like coming out to when, when you Playing get, really good offenses, yeah, though. It, yeah, but I mean, with Brad White, he was, I mean, listening to Streetball take a flamethrower to everything. He was not happy with that. And I think you had to be pleased at times yesterday with how the defense performed. I know we have a couple callers. I don't want to – we have one. We have Eric. They outscored Mississippi State. The defense did. Outscored them 7-3. to You're darn right they did. Uh You're darn right they did. Yeah, I'm not sure it's going to hold up too well against Alabama unless Alabama's just hung over and – which, I, mean, I mean, Alabama has looked really bad at yeah, times this year, so let, we'll see. Let's be fair. They have trailed at halftime four different games this year. They trailed by 13.5 against Tennessee. They kind of skated by Arkansas. Like We think they're putting it together right now, but this has not been a perfect team. Now, I certainly don't expect Kentucky to win that game, but I don't know if Alabama's going to just walk in to Kroger Field and win by 40 either, the way they might have back in the glory days of Alabama. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's it's a tough to really peg where that Alabama team is right now. There's been a lot of questions about LSU, too. Um, they obviously won that game last night, and people come out of that look f- feeling impressed because of what they did to LSU, but LSU's defense has been really bad this year. They can't year stop too. any of us Nobody. Right now. So we, we could we'll go see. out there and put up 20 points against LSU, I think. Yeah, don't get penisy, kid. Uh, yeah, but I, I think we'd I all could. agree I that... You guys. I think we feel pretty safe in saying that Kentucky's defense is better than LSU's defense. So yeah, we'll I, think that, I think that's a pretty fair assumption yeah. to make. Uh, he's Nick Kern. I'm Phil Baker. Zachy C. behind the glass. Do we want to go to our buddy Eric up Let's here in a it. second before we switch it up to basketball? Eric! Up next here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. What's up, Eric? Hey, how Nick and Phil, how y'all doing? We're doing well. You sound... Like you had a good time yesterday. I did. I mean, I, oh, I mean, screaming just so loud. I mean, it was, you know, it was screams of happiness. And I don't know if this like is mixed with an allergic reaction or, or something else. But man, I'm just, it, we, I, I'm excited. I mean, good lord. I mean, we're we're eight and one, and and, and and you know, we're doing it. You you look at in college football. Lou Holtz used to say, "You got to run the ball." got to run the ball well we're running the ball and we're playing just outstanding defense absolutely outstanding defense so it's going to be interesting to see you know where we are ranked i think we could get as high as eight we could get up as high as eight and you know it's, it is a one game season i was i was talking to zach about you know the potential orange bowl of, of louisville versus ohio state and of course he was one louisville versus michigan and i've seen somewhere where it has louisville versus alabama in the orange bowl possible because I, mean, I would love that there is a possibility and, of ohio state and michigan both making the playoff uh, although i agree with zach i think if michigan takes a loss the committee will look for any reason to drop them out but but it could it could happen we'll see well i'm just so excited i mean it is truly a one game season i'm looking forward to virginia on thursday and i just can't wait i can't wait and you know, I, was, I was telling mark Dennis last night on the show uh, on the Colin show, you know, you get to that third, fourth quarter where you just really feel like you're going to win. And man, that's just when you prop up the feet and you just enjoy it thoroughly. But, uh, Nick, I was just going to ask, you know, how, how's the women's team? I mean, what's the mood? I mean, we're getting ready to start the season. How's everybody doing? I mean, what's, what's the, like, what's the preseason prognosis? Uh, I think good. They they were picked fourth in the ACC, which is a little bit of a different, um, 
a different spot for them going into the year. That's where they finished last year in the league, and um, they've been picked in the top one or two uh, the last several years, a credit to what they've been able to do. Uh, but I, I think there's a lot of talent that, uh, that they've brought in through the transfer portal, and obviously you've got um, four players back from last year as well, which will be key. Uh, but, but I think they have a chance to be really good. They've got a lot of offensive ability. Uh, I think... You know they've got some a couple that can really guard, and uh, I think that's going to be sort of coming along as the season goes. But I think they're going to want to play fast, and uh, they're going to be able to score some points. And I think they'll kind of like last year get better and better as the season goes. And um, you know I, I think it's going to be a, a really fun team, and um, you know new faces, and uh, but but uh, yeah, you know, last year Louisville shot the three really well. Um, but they only had two or three that could really shoot it this year. Um, they're they, so they for that reason they only average like just over five made threes a game. This year they've got a lot uh, of uh, of spots that can shoot the three, and um, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a fun season, and looking forward to, to getting it going tomorrow night. And um, at Cincinnati, a first year head coach there, Katrina Merriweather came from Memphis, so it'll be a test. Uh, Cincinnati's got like six of their top seven scores back, plus a solid transfer from Memphis, and then uh, then they have DePaul a week from today in the home opener at the KFC Yum Center. So uh, a, a tough first week uh, for the Cards with with a, a largely new group, but uh, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, heck yeah. I mean, I can't wait. I mean, it reminds me sort of like the 75 men's team and the 86 men's team where, or the, excuse me, uh, yeah, 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 the 86 uh, team where, you know, everyone was um, averaging, you know, double digits. And, you know, it was like, who are you going to stop? But Phil, I got to tell you, man, I love that YouTube live. Heck yeah. Yeah, we're we're working on it. Justin Sofro, that's his baby back there. We're building a YouTube set. Well, we're trying to get some more content out there. So, like I said, Blanken Baker is a viral moment waiting to happen. Uh, he, I have some video from screen recording on that that I'm... It's going to be a slow drip uh, of me releasing, but if you missed any of that, yeah, like I said, we're going to give out some vintage hockey, um, ice hockey, whether it be the River Frogs and Kentucky Thoroughblades. Uh, you can go over to our Twitter page, find the feed with that, and you have an opportunity to win that if you show that you subscribe to that. So just another way to take into some content and maybe, you know, do some post-game shows here and there, dabble in that. Uh, just another way to uh, consume content from us. I appreciate it. Well, yeah, yeah. Thank you again, man. Because I, I, I like it. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely gonna uh, be watching more of that. And you know, I got to say this, y'all. And I know he was definitely a polarizing figure, but rest in peace, Bob Knight. And man, he was a good coach, man. And I, 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 I think someone posted. I can't remember who. I, I regret remembering, but he did a very, very good interview with Larry King. Uh, right after he thought you were going to say Connie game. Chung, and then I would have had to fundamentally disagree with you. But uh, no, that's uh, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Not, very not as good. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> man, yeah. So, but uh, he, I mean, he, he definitely, um, you know, he, he was on the hard line way, and I never, you know, I never realized he was six five. I mean, he played oh. on Ohio State. Tall, tall guy. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was nice regardless the the buzzword around Bob Knight. And Eric, appreciate the call, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, but the Eric. buzz, the Thanks, buzzword Eric. around Bob Knight and just the reaction to his death, and obviously 
It was complex and complicated. That was the the buzzword that was up there. Look, I mean, look, no one's perfect. They're going to put some things out there. But it, it was nice that he returned to Assembly Hall and had the opportunity with all the former players of kind of the passing of the torch with Mike Woodson. Was that a, a year and a half ago? An awkward yeah. interaction with him and Dick Vitale where he was like shaking his head or like headbutting him. Uh, but, you know, that was when he really began to decline. But, I mean, three Mount Rushmore folks in the last, what, two years between Joe B. Yeah. Hall, Denny Crum, and now Bob Knight. Uh, I know that was kind of the Bermuda Triangle around these parts. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he was an incredible presence. Uh, uh, Coach D put it out there on Twitter. Uh, Bob Knight talked to the, the 2011 Bellarmine National title team. Um before they went on their run, it was like before the second to last regular season game of the year, I think, and then they ended up winning a national title. But is that I, the one he had handwrite them uh, handwritten notes back to him? I think that's a story yeah. that Bob uh, or um, Coach uh, Davenport put out. Yeah, there. I think he, I think uh, after the fact did and and said like congratulations on winning. I think he kept up with them after he had talked to them to see them win the national title. Um, that was really special. I had, Billy Reed, I think, set that up, and um, I had gotten wind that you know I Coach D kind of let us know that we should show up to practice that day and uh so bunk and i were there and it was really cool to just be in the locker room and hear him talk to them it was uh it was really cool yeah no look like i said it's nothing was uh it was always an interesting <laughs> press conference when it came to him i mean I don't agree with everything you put out there but man he uh there will never be another one Let's, i think that's oh, pretty god, safe yeah that's, bobby knight would never survive oh my god he wouldn't last that he wouldn't last a week does I mean, that surprise you i'm a i'm pro bobby knight I'm a fan, obviously. I love the speeches and all the sound clips. And I didn't throw a chair in his honor, but... Yeah, look, Bob Knight has the ability and like some of the you hear stories from family members that like went to the Freedom Hall games and whatnot uh, against Kentucky. And it was just like, I mean, he was a polarizing figure. I mean, at one point, I don't, I, I'm careful in saying this because I, I, basketball coaches, there needs to be more personality in the sport to make it more marketable and whatnot. Yes. And then I think like John Calipari, regardless of what you think about him as a coach, does a good job of promoting the sport as a whole. I mean, Bill Self doesn't really say anything and he right. just coaches and wins. And sometimes coaches like that are out there. But you need the Rick Petitos and John Calipari. Cal says stuff. Bruce Pearl says right. stuff. Rick Petino says stuff. Bob Knight said a lot of stuff. He said That's a lot right. of don't, don't agree with uh, most things he said. But he put out uh, Look he was always A sound bite with that I know uh, Rex Chapman Regardless of what you think About him He put out that great one Where he's just like Breaking down a game And then just like It's a it's a volcano And he just t- Rips yeah. off his mic And just That's starts MFing yeah. Just Oh have, it's, did you it's see so the, great Did you see the video Of him playing golf That came out like A year ago there, He did a golf lesson video It is as good as you would oh, I can't, It's I exactly need to, what I you need, yeah, I, need, the, I need to see that The Michael Jordan story Where he's trying to get on Michael Jordan at halftime The story he tells I think Locke put that one out there right out. It's hilarious, too. So he said play Michael at center when Portland's like, yeah, we need to draft a center. He's like, then play him at center. Then then play him at center. By the way, did you know he only coached one player that ever made an NBA All-Star team? Isaiah Thomas? Isaiah Thomas, yeah. of course. That's crazy. I mean, you know, Calvert that like had a decent career sure. and whatnot. Uh, 437-9680 is the UPS Jobs text line. Reminder, uh, over on 93.9 The Bill, we got the Germany games going on right now. Zach should be a Bobby Knight fan since he was a Buckeye after all. So, yeah, that's, I understand that. And he learned from Woody Hayes. And, you know, I, I want coaches. I said this last week. I, I want coaches with personality. We can't always complain when people have no personality and then somebody shows a personality oh I don't want it to be that way that's why I've been a fan of Deion Sanders that's why I'm a fan of Bobby Knight I want people that have personality I don't want the bland coach speak you know who strikes a really good balance with that 
Jeff Wolf. I mean, death taxes and you sliding that in there. Watching Blank give takes is something to behold. Great entertainment on the text line. Uh, Kelly Dickey corrected his thread again. UFL clinches a spot in the ACC title game by beating Virginia. And one of the following happens again. So this is from 25 minutes ago. UNC loses the Duke, Clemson, or NC State. Virginia Tech, Boston College winner loses to one of the following two games. Georgia Tech beats Clemson and Syracuse. UFL beats Miami. So there you go with that. Uh, let's get to, since we're on basketball, I know we're kind of all over the place right now. Do we Should we take a break, then get into basketball? Yeah, we probably should. Okay, should let's probably, take a break. We'll take that, a break. We'll have a country song of the week. We'll talk uh, basketball season getting started. Kenny Payne has been talking to the media this morning. We'll get into that a little bit um, and set the scene for hoops with the season getting underway tomorrow night. What else is going on as well? And a country song of the week. It's all straight ahead. It's a Sunday morning hangover here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. You're locked on the Sunday morning hangover on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker. Off in the pouring rain, they're bouncing around like a basketball. And he says, "Mama, what if we fall?" She looks in those big scared eyes. It's our country song of the week. Is this Ice Spice? It is. Next thing you know, not a legitimately never. Now. Is that a person or is that a okay? You never heard of Ice Spice? Yeah, not. Not that it's Has lost. Nick ever heard of Ice Spice? Yeah, that was the easiest question. This is this is Tracy Lawrence. Huh. Is that one of the Lawrence brothers from Boy Meets World? No. No. It's, it's all how you look at it. Maybe a little more off the map, Tracy Lawrence song. Big fan of it, though. It's our country song of the week. It is all how you look at it. Feels like a perfect scene setter for, uh, for switching over to hoops. <laughs> Speaking of, we got tagged in a tweet. Okay. Uh, if, if the I can't wait for that. Brought had the artist formerly known as Bring Brom Home, now Brought Brom Home. Used to tag us all the time. Oh yeah. I think he lives in my corridor somewhere. I think I'm closing. I'm. I'm. I'm oh, you're. you're I'm shrinking the circle. I, right. He's he's a Hikes Point, uh, Bowman Field area. Are he's you gonna dox him? Are you gonna dox, dox this person? No, no. I just okay. I, I just gotta want to know who he is. Uh, but now there's a Bring the Patino Home guy that follows yeah. us. But he hasn't. He his that's his. Um, he hasn't changed his handle. His handle just says Tactical Bro KY14. I don't know why that makes me smile, no, but it's a picture of uh, Rick Petito and yeah, Davey Louise saying, Bring Petito home. Bring Petito home. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's. Uh that's what you have. Uh, some breaking news. If you're heading to Lexington, Big Blue Nation, uh, SEC Nation will be. The, so the SEC oh. slash uh, college game day version of that. Marty and McGee and SEC Nation in Lexington next week. So that's just a nice. All right. There you go. All Big right. Brett McMurphy, by the way, just put out his AP ballot. He had Louisville 11th. There okay. you go. Brett McMurphy, uh, good finger on the pulse. Always Monday reading. I usually get the text from Blank for Bill Connolly's S&P rankings that he wants because he doesn't pay for ESPN Plus. And I got to send enough screenshots of that. Sorry, ESPN. But then, oh, you get a touchdown right there. Do you have him on fantasy? Who scored no, that right no, there? No, no, I did not have him on fantasy. But the uh, the Dolphins are on the board. Tua over the top. Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson for the touchdown. Okay, there you go. So for those that are following fantasy over there. Uh, 31 by, yards. Sheesh. 
By the way, if you're driving around uh, after us, Packers and Rams via ESPN Radio coming up at 12. Colts and Panthers at 3.05. Patty Ice called me uh, during the week. He's going to that game. All right. So shout out to that. It was good to hear from him. Uh, then over on 93.9 The Ville. Right now, as we said, Dolphins and Chiefs uh, via Westwood One. And then 12.30, we got you covered for Ravens and Seahawks. So we got you covered if you were driving around with that. Probably we got not- a lot of Just, good games today. Yeah. We got that. We got uh, Cowboys-Eagles. And then how about Bills-Bengals Sunday night, which Oh. Of course, first time in Cincinnati since the Demar Hamlin thing. Yeah, uh, late under five minutes left in the third. Now twenty-one-seven Chiefs leading the Dolphins. Ugh, yeah. Okay, so um, for those that are scoring at home, college basketball is, in fact, here. Uh, I'm going to find this clip real quick. Kenny Payne spoke with the media around 945. We, we talked about it. Bellarmine on the road against Washington t- tomorrow night to start the year. The UofL women head up the road to take on Cincinnati. Six o'clock tomorrow night over on 970. Uh, Bellarmine plays super late tomorrow night. I need to check the... Uh, is that Pac-12 network? Is that... It might be. I need to double check the, uh, the TV uh, details there. Kentucky hosting New Mexico. Mexico State to open the season with uh, several people have pointed it out on Twitter but something I don't think I've ever seen before literally an entirely new roster not a single player who was there or who played last year Uh, and then the U of L men at home against UMBC seven o'clock tomorrow Uh, the Knights it's 1130 Eastern tomorrow night it is on well it says TV Pac-12 Arizona I don't know what that means oh boy that's they might and, that and we might, want, and we wonder why the Pac-12 is uh, not that might, working out. That sounds like yeah. a knockoff of Bally Sports. It sounds like you're going to need to contact Phil to get an illegal. I got gotcha. you. I got a good one. Allegedly, I mean, for those that are scoring at home. I got a thread. Yes, I do. All right, uh, Kenny Payne. Look. It's been a hot topic around here. People not happy after the Kentucky Wesleyan game for obvious reasons. Uh, the Bobby V kind of take it aback. And he did. God bless Bobby V. I mean, he is. He's been like you in terms of like what the let the cake bake and everything. But even some of the comments out there, he asked Kenny Payne point blank on the talent comment to give a little bit more clarity. He met with members of the media. It's about a minute and a half long, so I want to play it. It's an entirety, just so we're not accused of taking anything out of contents uh, context. But uh, here's what Kenny Payne had to say on the fans that are criticizing us because they did not win against Kentucky Wesleyan? Um, you know, a lot of it I haven't heard. You know, I know that people are upset that we lost the game, and as they should be, I'm going to say this again. I love our fans. I love our, like, I'm good with the criticism. I, you know, some of it's warranted. You cannot step on that floor and not bring it. I'm not running from that. Um my, the way I digest it is I got to get these guys to understand what I understand. And that is that when you win, it cures a lot of stuff, right? And you have to, you win and lose that, those games. And I made a statement, and I believe this with all my heart. We're not beating teams with talent. Now, Does that mean that we're not talented? No. There's no coach in the world that says, I want to beat you with my talent. Coaches want to beat you with their work ethics, their toughness, their attention to detail. That's what I'm saying. So um, I think that the the fans that are criticizing us, they want us to win. That's what Louisville is, a winner. And we have to step up and win. And I think we're headed in the right direction. Um, you know, 
I'm glad it's happened early um, so that we know exactly what people expect of us. I know, but, and I try to tell the kids this, but they need to feel it. They need to know that uh, there's, there are people want us to win and they want us to win big and they want us to go out and fight and play with great energy and be together and make people proud. Kenny Payne this morning uh, via Microsoft Office Teams, Zooms, uh, and everything in between there at 945 on a Sunday. But look, I mean, we appreciate our friends over at WHS 11 for posting that because I would, I had the link, but because we we were on the air. And we, it. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's, you know, people took his comments from Monday night and I think it was Monday, right? That's when, yeah, when they played Kentucky Wesleyan. God, that feels like a moment. I know ago. it does. Uh, but you know, he said uh, basically, you know, talked about talent and how they're not going to beat people with talent. And people said, "Well, you should be able to beat Kentucky Wesleyan. Like you have enough, you have more talent than them." Which is, which is a hundred percent true. Uh, but I, I think, you know, with him clarifying this morning, that that's what I kind of took from it was that he was saying you can't just rest on your talent to win games you don't win games just based on talent alone and I think that's true and I think that's what you saw uh, in that Kentucky Wesleyan game obviously Louisville is the more talented team uh, but Kentucky Wesleyan played a lot harder Um, you know that that's why that's my issue well but Wesleyan out rebounded Louisville 47-33 Kentucky Wesleyan got 16 offensive rebounds to Louisville's five, and uh, second chance points ended up being what? It was 18 to two in favor of Kentucky Wesleyan. Obviously, that's all effort, right? Like th- there were plenty of, and, and Mark Lieberman has done a great job on ESPN Louisville Plus on YouTube of breaking down a lot of the execution stuff from the game, and um, the video clips are excellent. Kind of talking about, you know, it's it's great film study and. Uh, talking a lot about the various execution things and that that went well or not from the game, but like the the rebounding, that's all effort. Like that's effort, especially on the offensive glass, and um, that's to me. You can look at it one of two ways. You can say, well, that's really concerning, uh, obviously, that they, they didn't show up. And given the place they are right now, having lost an exhibition last year, coming off a four-win season. Um, so I get that. But for me, it's actually kind of a silver lining because... Oh, I'm curious to hear this. Because that's fixable, right? Like, it was an exhibition. It, it doesn't count. So we'll see how they come out tomorrow night. If it's the same thing, then yeah, you're in trouble. But if they if they come out tomorrow night against UMBC and bring effort and play with effort because it's a real game, um, then I think that obviously bodes well, and I think they'll win uh, because they'll have more talent than UMBC tomorrow night. And Ten and a half it, on uh, for Gable Excites. So. I'd be a little wary about taking that, I will admit. But I, I think that... Um, to me, I don't know. It, uh, is is that how they're going to play, the way they played against Kentucky Wesleyan? Is that the effort level in general, or was that because they recognize it's an exhibition and uh, they kind of took it lightly and uh, maybe they learned a, a, a tough lesson from that? We'll see. Well, uh, look, a, a, as you said, yes, 
I'll, I'll grant you the argument they are still 0-0 on the year. Okay, so let's look at that. A couple different things, and I think this is the concern of maybe how the, the, the quote was taken out of, I don't want to say context, because no, he said as much. He, he said right. as much, but he didn't. He's saying from this post, you know, this presser, he didn't mean that. You brought Kenny Payne here to out talent people. Like, that was the selling point. That was the selling point that you were going to be swimming in the waters with the top recruits and getting to some of those folks here. Now, they, they have a top five, top six class, depending on which site you look at, with that, even without Trent Flowers. My concern is, is the very thing that you said wasn't going to happen and the concern that you had last year with guys in the shot, with not getting back on defense, and Kentucky Wesley just slicing up the... You know the, the the defense and getting to the rack like it's nothing. Like you have the talent. So is it Kenny Payne did as much and said as much with Paul Rogers and at ACC tip off is saying that look I have to do a better job with my body wings. I have to do a better job with coaching. I have to do all these things that so to prevent that. Well, the guy that just saw that from last year, Emmanuel Corfor, didn't even get in the game. And I, my biggest concern because regardless, I've gone on record multiple times that I know I'm on an island by myself. I think he's coming back. Outside of it being a single-digit win season, which if you lose to Kentucky Wesleyan, I'm not as strong on that take as I was this time <laughs> about a month or two ago. But uh, th- my biggest concern is that you're not getting that off the bat. Like, to make a point against the Simmons College and against Kentucky Wesleyan, I understand it's one thing to say this versus doing it. The urge, the sense of urgency out the gate, man, like that's the biggest concern I have. And maybe it's embodying of like, I hate to play sports psychologist, but, you know, it's just like they're kids. They got to get out there. Like his messaging is just off. It, it, it just feels like it's so off on certain things of not getting it. Maybe he's isolated in his little bubble and he's able to get it. But, man, there's too much talent on this team to lose to the Kentucky Wesleyans of the world. I'm Here sorry. The Dolphins, Mahomes just oh, fumbled. And you are just so he's locked in. Yeah, you were locked in. You could care less about basketball no but I I think that uh, we'll see if the Dolphins can make a rally but I I think that there's no question that they they have talent right like last year there were arguments made that they didn't which I fundamentally disagree about I I did too we talked a lot about it but this year I don't think that can be an argument anymore no so um, that part of it's out Um, so it does come down to things like playing hard and 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 getting back on defense and um whatever else you want it to be about i think the the effort that leads to kentucky wesleyan who you have outsized and outmanned uh getting eight uh 16 offensive rebounds to your five uh, i think that's fixable and We'll see. We'll see. Tomorrow night will be early telltale because, um, you know, if if the numbers go like that or something similar tomorrow, I mean, it, the, the result will be similar. And uh, we'll see. Louisville, uh, it, it seemed like the execution kind of got better as the game went and, and maybe into the second half. They, they didn't turn it over as much, only 10 of those. Um, they didn't shoot the ball well. But yeah, you've got it's, to play hard. It's and, concerning and that, what 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 those numbers reflect in the rebounding is 
that they didn't play hard. Enough. Well, and that's my biggest concern of all of this is that you couldn't get excited and, and set the tone on the season. Obviously, Sky Clark, you know, scored some last minute points and everything. But man, the, the sense of urgency of just not reading the room of where the the temperature is on this. Like, dude, it's like I know I'm on an island by myself thinking that he's not going or he's probably going to get another year regardless of what it is, just because I think it's outside of just coaching. And I understand there's a financial, you saw the yums that are, there's not a lot of people there, but I, I go back to, it's like, man, you're in bed with family on this one, man. Like it's going to get ugly. Like if you're Josh Hurd, you got former players speaking up and supporting it. Like, I just want you all to be prepared for that. Like, I, I think if you don't make the tournament, which, you lose to Kentucky Wesleyan, I would not put a ton of stock on them making the tournament. And just in general, going from four wins to the tournament is a largely, and I know people, and and I get that's people, ridiculous. Like with the facilities and the no, amount no, of money I, that I, support you have there, you should be one of sixty-eight teams. Like I, I, I will not I get, get off that, but I, I don't, I don't disagree. But going from four to. 20 is a pretty large yeah. leap. So, all right, that's where we're at with that. Uh, let's get into what else is going on to put a bow on this show. It's your least favorite segment. It's our favorite segment. It is what else is going on to close out the show on ESPN 680. And now it's time for what else is going on with Nick Curran and Nick Evans. And Zachy C. and Phil Baker. All right, here we go. Let's get up. All right, we were talking about the NBA in-season tournament courts. Okay, let's start there. Oh, good Lord. Well, I actually kind of like the concept of what they're trying to do. I hate the the whole in-season tournament makes no sense No, 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 there's three three different things you need to talk about. Okay, where do you want to start? Oh, let's talk about the tournament. Let's start with Nick, and then I'll go to the court. Stupid. I don't, I'm not a fan either. Okay, so are you, let me ask you this. I, I know you are a Cavs fan. You weren't a fan prior to this, right? Like, of the NBA. Like not if, not okay, really right, since Michael Jordan. Yes, back. okay, exactly. So, they're not going to get you with what they're currently doing right. since Michael Jordan's retired. Right. They're, they move further away from getting Well, okay, but, but but maybe the, this is where I say the NBA 2 k of it and trying to get some why, of the youngs. Why are you playing a tur- You already have a tournament. That's it, that's what you play for. But that's it the, just feels too gimmicky. And like, what do you, what, what's you the get point? an NBA you, Cup, congratulations. You, you like, win some money, which is great, too. It, 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 for LeBron, it doesn't matter. Guy at the end of the bench, that it, matters. I get that. It does. But I, that's that. But no one cares about the guy at the end of the bench ever well, during the entire like that's not a that's not what they're marketing. They're not marketing uh, Ryan Madsen or whatever. They're marketing or Mark whatever his name was who couldn't dance well at the Lakers celebration. They're Mark Madsen. marketing Mark Madsen. Yeah. Thank you. They're other white guys. Who I'm could sure forget Mark Madsen, the greatest dancer in NBA history. They're they're marketing LeBron James and Damian Lillard and those guys. So like I get. It's a good amount of money for a guy at the end of the bench, but they're playing for like the stars that are leading the teams. The money's pretty. I mean, it's not insignificant, but it's not like a huge. I don't know. It just makes zero sense. Well, to me. because you're not a fan of the NBA to begin with, and I think they're trying if they something would go different. Back to what it used to be. Which, I by the be way, somebody brought which up they're a moving great point. Further away from that, uh, they're they're trying. They're they're going to go back to the East and West and the All Star Game. So they're scrapping the New Age thing there. But hey, let's throw in a random tournament in the middle of the year. You know great what's going to happen here's what's going to happen, Zach. Gilbert Arenas. Shout out, by the way. Yeah, his daughter committed to the card. I can't wait for you to make that uh, make him on your podcast her, with that. Her nickname, Agent Shiro. That's pretty good right there. But what one is- of the things that's going to happen, and I'm excited to see this because he brought up a great point. Allen Iverson, what's his most famous rant? Practice. We're talking about practice. 
It gets played to this day, correct? You would agree? Of course it does. Yes. Load management. You know, I mean, Allen Iverson played in the game, yeah. but these guys aren't even playing in the games now. So Allen Iverson, not so far off on that glorious race. Of course race. No, he he's wasn't. not wrong. I yeah, mean, but it's just funny. That's I, what circulated. I don't think, I think, I think just getting him to like show up to practice was what they were looking for. Maybe not actually practice. The co- All right, so now the courts. The courts I don't have a big problem with as, because again, it's a marketing ploy to try yeah, to get whatever. new people it's in marketing there. Play, the yeah. jerseys. Burn in hell. I mean, burn I mean, in absolute the, hell. The courts are pretty ridiculous, but I can deal with it. At least a different... Like, you turn on a game, you know if they have this weird court that it's part of the tournament, which is a good differentiator. The uniforms are horrible. It's hard to watch the television. Yeah, the uniforms are the worst part. The court so, like, are you trying to be like Boise State football and just have no? They're trying to do the Europe, They're that. trying to do the European thing. They're, they're trying to go with something different. I applaud them for realizing that you, you've pointed out multiple times. Depending on which metric the ratings are down, it's, they're, they're trying something different. It, if it's like the wheel with the dunk contest and it's terrible, they'll scrap it. Sure. The NBA, you just pointed out with the East and West, that's what they do. Uh, next up, we talked about this a little bit. Um, well, actually, we didn't Breeders Cup. Oh, uh, Breeders Lee Power Cup. wins yeah. the two million Breeders Cup. So there you go with that. Louie and company were out there of horse racing hammer. Big is. Santa Anita. Look How about gorgeous. that? Looking yeah. over all that. Uh, let's see what else we got right here. I had another one pulled up. So it, the, the breakdowns, winning coach gets $500,000. The uh, runner-up gets $200,000. The semifinalists get 100000 The quarterfinalists get 50000 each. So each. they're trying to okay. chunk change for the NBA. Let's be real. Try living in New York with that. I'm sure they would help well, for, with some of the taxes. If you're also. playing basketball in New York, like, I think you're all right. For like the top five or six on the roster, chump change. The last, the latter part of the roster, maybe not chump change. But, yeah, it's still. Well, it, you make fun of my NBA TV ratings. I shall make fun of your baseball TV ratings, oh, my didn't, friend. Didn't go well. Oh, Raheem boy. Mostert touchdown. Now it's 21-14. Thank you. Thank you, Zach. I want to say Scott Hansen, but I feel like the joke would be better if I said Chris Hansen behind the mic. That's there right. you go. Sit down, Zach. <laughs> the four least watched World Series games of all time have been the last four between the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. I would say that uh, the markets were not. You sound like me with the NBA. Give me mocks. Give me nucks. This is great. We're like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, Carl Weathers. Baseball's Weathers. not. Um, it, I mean, it hasn't been like. It is okay. It hasn't been like a national sport. It's, it's very, regional. It's very regionalized. So I don't know. Um, I think that's kind of been the trend. But yeah, I, they, not an overabundance of star power either in the World Series. Like you don't have your top stars playing in it, which is fine. Uh, I thought they were great stories. Cool that the Rangers were able to win. Bruce Bochy is a genius. He's won four World Series as a manager. He's a Hall of Famer. Local connection here with the D-backs Brandon as well. Fodd, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, uh, was cool to see him have a really good start uh, in the World Series. Unfortunately, was rooting hard for them for that reason, but uh, fell short. The, the Bellarmine Knight and Trinity Shamrock, a good showing, though, and his first time in the big leagues, a uh, great showing this year. Uh, got up there for the first time, had to kind of work through some things, but he's going to be a, a very important part of that Diamondbacks rotation. By the way, Zach, I have a correction. I saw the um, the, red, the Pat McAfee-Reese Davis red zone experiment. Yes. Apparently, they can cut into other networks. Oh, d- I, I saw some where they did it, but it was like a minute or two late. It wasn't live. So like, ESPN's oh, ESPN take on the red zones will cut into games regardless of networks they're on. If something happens, we are there. 
So there you go. I heard they yeah, did but, it on a delay. Yeah, see, they might not. Be, they might be able to cut in, but it might be like a minute after. Well, it I happens. mean, it's like you watch McAfee. They have the timer up there to show. It's like the Olympic stuff. You know, yeah. it's not the still frames like a WWE pay per view, but they're yeah. trying to do it there. Uh, let's see, Connor Stallion, Zach, go. Oh yeah, let's go. So okay, Ryan Walters doing the flyby handshake. I think was perfect. Connor Stallions doesn't. You don't fire people if they did absolutely nothing. And he's saying, "Oh, I resigned. I knew. I didn't tell Harbaugh. I didn't tell anybody. I think he got a nice little seven-figure settlement to uh, not rat people out. And I'm sure if the NCAA comes calling hard enough, he will eventually rat them out. Like there's no way. Hey. Nothing ever happened. There's way I'll too much. See you at one mounting. Andre McGee, my friend. Yeah. Well, that's true. There's way too much mounting evidence. I do like that Ryan Walters had the guts to get up there and be like, oh yeah, we saw surveillance footage. There, there's no allegations. This happened. This happened. Again, I want Jeff Franklin said it on the coach's show. Yeah. Yes. And for him to say that, I think it was pretty and telling. Also, I mean, seeing Connor Stallions allegedly on the Central Michigan sideline wearing whatever <laughs> glasses those were. Like, oh man. He looks I don't like think it's g- allegedly. I'm pretty sure Central Michigan would have just identified their own coach by now or Michigan Whoa. would have come out with a statement saying yeah he wasn't there. Like, he's the George Costanza of college football. No right. he's the B- Bobby Valentine if you remember Bobby Valentine yes, with, with the, the I fake mean, mustache. Just, just absolutely chef's kiss on, on that one. I with, love every second of this story. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's the good stuff, man. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty wild. No matter what they it. do now, it's tainted and it's great. Well, well, yeah, but now if they... Yeah, I guess it's... It's going to uh, get vacated if they somehow win the Big Ten and the national title and all that kind of stuff. I wish James Franklin would go on record this week because they're playing at Penn State. That's going to be a big game. I would he, be fascinated to see how that goes. Maybe he will. He... he, he. He's known to be outspoken at times. Fun uh, show. Remi- yeah. Election Day Tuesday. Who you got? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mr. Rogers by uh, coming plus up 500. Yeah, coming up. You got me on that. How about that? Yeah, no, that was good. Uh, Packers Rams coming up after this. I'm us. not voting for. Yeah, Colts and Panthers coming up 305. Uh, for Zach and Danny Cameron, Nick Kern across from me. We'll talk to you next week. Happy birthday to Chris Jenner. Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at UPSJobsKY.com. That's UPSJobsKY.com.